Welcome back to the Unclick Podcast, everybody. This week we have a very, very special guest, Garrett Reynolds. Garrett stopped by to jump on the mic, and we got to talk about what's going on inside the head of the best street rider of all time. That's only my opinion, of course. Garrett doesn't agree to that title at all. Enjoy this week's podcast with the one and only Garrett motherfucking Reynolds. Unclicked. My brother from another mother, Garrett Reynolds. What's good? What's up, man? Thanks for coming on. Yeah, no worries. My pleasure. Uh, shit. I've been wanting to get you on since the beginning. It's only been like a month since I've been doing this, but thanks so much for coming over. It means a lot, and uh, I think people are going to be hyped to hear from you. Yeah, no worries, man. My pleasure. How's everything been going? Uh, everything's been good, man. I've been pretty busy just trying to learn a lot of new stuff with uh, Deadline, and working on a little Fiend video and stuff like that. So, you know, just keeping busy, pretty much same as always. Yeah, what are you guys doing with Deadline? <laughs> um, right now, I'm just kind of bringing it out of the grave. You know, it's kind of been sitting dormant for a long time, and... Uh, just wanted to start making new stuff, and I feel like, you know, now that Nike's gone, I have so much more room for opportunity to do, like, cool stuff with clothing, so I'm just trying to do something like that. That's sick. Yeah, because with Nike, you were kind of... Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm sure you had the same thing with Market, where, like, Losi, if you were wearing a Market shirt and a clip or whatever, he'd be like, yo, like, watch out how much you wear it, like, yeah. I don't want you guys to get the fines and all that, so you, you want to... Be professional about it. Yeah, like deadlines your thing, but you couldn't even rep it for exactly, ten years. Yeah. And now that Nike's done, you finally can kind of resurrect it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you guys gonna get the crew back together? You just gonna kind of working on it? Um, you know, right now everyone's pretty busy, but uh, yeah, I mean, my main goal with it so far is like, I feel like right now in BMX it's hard for a lot of companies to do trips. So I'm like, so if I could run it and just keep it going, right? I'm like, maybe I could get us on some more trips. Use the money you're making from the clothing to yep. go towards trips. Just yeah, just to get my dudes out there and just to get us on some trips to ride some dope spots you want to ride. You know, I mean, as a BMX, I feel like especially street riding, like that's all you want to do is travel around and ride spots you want to ride. Yeah, so it's the same, pretty much similar thing you did with Fiend in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hell yeah, well that's sick to hear. Um, we'll get to all that in a little bit, but let's take it all the way back to New Jersey, I guess, since <laughs> that's the beginning of your life, really. Yep, uh, Tom's River, New Jersey. Yeah, yeah, coming from there. Um, I feel like I'm pretty glad I'm from New Jersey because it gives me a lot of different perspective. I feel like if I came from California, like this place is the best. It's so nice all the time and stuff, but I feel like I have a greater appreciation for like actual weather and like, I don't know, even the spots we have in San Diego. Like I feel like a lot of people overlook certain things. I'm like, sure, I get jaded by spots no matter where I am, but like there's so much stuff to ride here compared to like where I'm from. Yeah, where you're from's got pretty brutal it's super winters. Super flat, yeah. There's spots one aren't the skate best. park, uh the outdoor parks don't really allow bikes, you get tickets and stuff and <clears throat> everything's small enough that we actually have like security guards at the community parks that would kick you out. So it's pretty much Scotty's Park. Now that that's gone, there're probably like, you know, three spots you see me ride before. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, when you were growing up, it was Incline Club. Yeah, we had literally it was Downtown Tom's River, um, Intermediate East, the White Flat Bar spot, and then the Gilly Benches. It was like four spots, and there. If you didn't have a car, you couldn't get to any of them. They're all spread out by like twenty miles. That's insane, and you yeah. like fell so in love with street riding. I guess so. Well, because were... I I grew up in the perfect place for it though, because I'm dead set. If you guys don't know, Tom's River, Central Jersey, and it's about an hour from New York City and an hour from Philadelphia. Okay. So I think that was like right in between two of the best cities in the exactly, United States. Yeah, and like that was what really got me into street riding, is because like. I go to the skate park and I obviously love skate parks, but like 
when I actually would go with my friends and we'd all jump into someone's car and go into the city, like, I feel like it was, like, my first real taste of freedom. Like, holy shit, there's no rules. Like, I can literally do whatever the fuck I want here. And Tom's River was kind of... Tom's River's too small. If you If I did anything out of line, like, at all, probably, the cops would be there. And it's kind of, it, it's a big town, but it almost seems yeah. like you're surrounded by big, forest and it's a big suburbs. Suburb, yeah. yeah. There's, there's the population's big, you know, I mean, there's houses everywhere, but like, side of strip malls and a small little strip of downtown, like, it's relatively small. There's so, only so much entertainment, those few spots in the Incline Club could provide for you until yeah. you started getting out of there. What yeah. age did you start, like, venturing out, getting into the cities and uh, leaving Tom's Rivers for 14. the first time? 14. Yeah. So, uh, my friend Travis, he had a car, uh, and he was, the, I think, like, the first time, uh, Stayed at his house, and then we woke up and we rode FDR in the morning, and then we rode Philadelphia after. Oh, I think, I, is that when you guys would, like, sleep in the skate park? That, uh, we wouldn't like sleep in the than... skate park. We'd just go in the morning. It was only an hour from us, so it, was, okay. it wasn't really necessary. we just... Get up super early. Yeah, it was, it was always a hard session, but, dude, when you have that place to yourself, that place is insane. I remember you telling me stories. You guys would ride Philly all night, and then... Yeah, one of the, one of the best sessions I ever actually had at FDR was that, like, we went, I think, because, you know, you just get bored, especially in Jersey, like... One day, it'd be like a Wednesday afternoon or whatever, like right when I got out of school. I was like, dude, I'm like, I'm bored. Like, you guys want to go ride Philly? And like, we wound up just having a really good session. And like, I'm going to say it was like four or something. I was like, yo, if we grab breakfast and we go out to like FDR, dude, we could have a sunrise session. That's <laughs> so dope. And we were like, we were really tired, but like, that was the only time it was, I've ever been to FDR and it was like three people and it was just like the whole place to ourselves. And I actually like, I felt like I started to learn how to ride it. You know what I mean? With those kind of parks, you need that. <laughs> yeah, and then a lot of times, even if like you're out there at like 10 a.m., like there's still is skaters there. Like, already you know, rolling up, especially at that time because it's I would have to go on a Saturday, and you know everyone's trying to get there from like all the areas. So there's like all the beef, like no bikes, blah blah blah, yeah. no pegs. So it's like every time you drop in, you're like, all right, I don't want to piss anyone off. <laughs> That's sick. So you come from Tom's River, which is like a little small town for the most part, but. What a lot of people don't know, I guess, is you were surrounded by two of the most dope cities in the United States. Yeah, yeah. So you're kind of always going in and out of those. That's sick. So were uh, were the ramps at your parents' house at that time, or did that take a little while? You, you were always kind of um, building stuff over there. Yeah, I had I had ramps way before the like the Nike Jam uh, Thanksgiving ever happened. I'm trying to think of like the first year I probably got ramps. I remember um, you told me you used you had dirt jumps before everything. Oh yeah, I did. Yeah, I had trails too. Um, that's actually how I got into BMX. I seen. Uh, seen DK Dirt Circuit on TV. Damn. I've seen Chris Doyle. It just happened so that, like, I think it was, I want to say it was September or something. And, like, the year before, I had got a bike for my birthday. I was 10 years old. I had this janky-ass Huffy. <laughs> and they, like, did a segment on how you can build a dirt jump for free. <laughs> and my backyard just happened to be dirt. And Damn. it was, like, really shitty dirt. But I was like, you know, you've been to my mom's, like, house. Like, when you're a kid, I'm like, that's a huge plot of land. Yeah. Like, like, dude, I could build this shit. Like, For I could, free and yeah, I could ride my and, Huffy. Exactly. Like, I got this. So uh, that was, like, the start of me building, trying to build a dirt jump. And, like, it's kind of, like, you know, just kept going from there. Damn. So then you got the dirt jump going, and that kind of led into Incline Club and Riding Street and all that. Yeah, that, um, going back before this, I think the, I want to say it started right before that. Like, I went to the skate park. When we were kids, my mom used to take us rollerblading around Seaside, and I know that's super embarrassing. Yeah, it and, sounds uh, like the 
like a, a pretty common trend with all of us. There's yeah. been like four people that came on this podcast and we all started with rollerblading. Not embarrassing, it's just what we had. Those yeah, yeah, no fans. And rollerblading is dope. Yeah, yeah, no, I got respect for the rollerbladers. Um, but we actually happened to go to the Tom's River Skate Park and this is when Ass was around as Alternative Sports Skate Park. And, um, was that the same? Was that the same building as Scotty's Park? And then Scotty took it over. Or was that a whole different? It's a scene? whole different oh, park. Okay. And this park, this is like the really shady version of Incline. It was ran by like eighteen-year-old kids and like um, Bob Pratt, the other owner of Fiend. He actually owned the park at one point too. Like oh. he's like a big part of that scene. But um, we had uh, the rollerblade park, and then they had the bike park, right? And I went to the rollerblade park, and I ran around. It was super, super crowded, and I was like. This is cool, but like, I don't know, I wasn't really feeling it. Like, it was the first time I went to a skate park and I didn't really know what to do. I didn't know any rollerblading tricks. I didn't follow it. And it was like, it's hard to learn something on a Saturday when it's really crowded around Christmas and it's just overwhelming. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially for me. So I remember going outside and uh, we were leaving the park and there was used to be like a little spot where the garage door is where you can peek into the skate park and that's where you could see the main section of the bike section. Where there's like the big vert wall and the box jump. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing someone through the box and I was like, yo, that is what I want to do. Damn. <laughs> so that was before the dirt circuit yeah, thing and, and everything. And then I think the dirt circuit thing was like a reminder of that. Because <laughs> like I only went to the skate park once pretty much. And then, um, then I started building dirt jumps. And then from there on, I was like, I just want to ride BMX. But you just hooked at the young age already? Yeah. That's what's up. Yeah, 10. Was your family pretty supportive? I met your brothers. Um, your mom's awesome. In the beginning, yeah, and then, like, as it went on, it kind of came in waves where there'd be times where, like, when I first started riding, I'd go to, like, like I said, I'd go to the Tom's River Skate Park, because it's actually in Tom's River, it's closer to us than Lakewood, and um, that park would just had, like, a pretty gnarly scene, so I think my parents got turned off to it by that, mm. like, there's always, like... That was the one that was, like, ran by young kids. It was ran by kids, there's always people, they, uh, they used to hold on uh, Friday nights... The sessions would be cheaper, so I'd go there a lot of a lot of times on Friday nights, and they'd hold boxing matches in the vert ramp, <laughs> <laughs> and then they'd have like uh, live music and stuff. So it was like it was more for like kids that were like eighteen to like twenty five yeah. than it was for kids. And like I'd go to the session because it's cheap, and my mom would be like just terrified, like dude, I don't know about this shit. And you're like eleven or something. Yeah, my dad, my dad thought it was sick though. He was yeah. like, this way is just dope because my dad comes from surfing. What's up with your dad? I know he passed away at a young age. He yeah. was pretty um, involved in your life, though, in the beginning, yeah? Oh, yeah, like yeah. With yeah. and everything. Yeah. I remember he, like, he was um, going to comps with you. I, heard yeah, he's, I never met him personally. But. Yeah, man, that's one thing. I fucking I think about that all the time. I'm like, dude, if my dad would have had the chance to link up with Kenny, dude. My, my pops, Kenny. Dude, yeah, <laughs> for sure. They would have been, like, they're, like, kind of the same person. Yeah? Yeah. So, um... Ah, man, I never got to meet your dad. No. Yeah. I, yeah, it's a, we, it's, we've talked about it a handful of times, but yeah. I don't think many people know your your pops passed away at a young age. Yeah, he um, I say was he, real supportive of you. Yeah, he was super supportive. He passed away when I was fifteen. Um, I don't think I probably would have ever made it anywhere in BMX if it wasn't for him. Like at a young age, he's seen that I love this, like love this stuff. And I remember um, I entered one contest, and like I guess you know me, like I'm not like a super cocky person or anything. So like I entered this contest, I'm like. I kind of didn't want to ride it, but my dad took me there, so I was like, whatever, I'm going to ride. Like, I don't want to be a dick. And I wound up riding, I wound up winning the contest, and, like, that kind of started. And he's like, oh, there's, like, a contest here. If you want to go, like, maybe we could figure out a way for you. If you do some chores or whatever, like, we'll try to get you there and try to do some stuff. And, like, that's how I kind of, like, got to ride different parks. And um, it was sick because my dad, uh, he comes from a super poor family. 
So he was a surfer, and his mom was really broke, and they came from a split up, split up family. So like, he always wanted me to get to ride different spots because he always wanted to surf different beaches. Mm. He can never make it. Wow, that's so. When so I had a similar cool. interest, he really wanted me to like give me the childhood he wished he had, kind of. So he was down to take you to different skate parks yeah, because he was in his super mind down he was like, I'm, I was sick of surfing the same break and I never ex- had the opportunity. Exactly. And like, that's how he always explains. He's like, man, like, I know how it is when you go to a new park. Because I remember like, you know, him and his friends would still go on trips when he got older and stuff. But he wound up having kids pretty early. So he had to work, start working pretty uh, heavily and all that. But Yeah. And uh, so did he start taking you, con- like, you went to that first contest when you were younger, did he start taking you to a bunch more? Yeah, like, it, you know, there wasn't there wasn't a bunch of contests, but like say like almost every year i got to go to a contest or like maybe two if there was and there sometimes there would be ones but around us it all just depended on like what was going on yeah but even between this it's like whatever he found out about he could get you to he was yeah, trying to exactly. make it, it was all like in the beginning it was all like um hackestown skate park it was in new jersey it's about an hour and mm-hmm. a half for me i think that was like the second contest i rode and then um what was that skate park called um the Woodward Skate Park in uh, the mall. Okay. I forget what it was called. Yeah, I've never seen you guys. Oh, yeah, that one. That, that one. They had, like, a PlayStation contest there. It was, like, small, like, local contests to start. Yeah, and he was even... Zach Warden mentioned to me that he was starting a shoe company, too. Yeah, at he, one uh, point. yeah at one point, he started a shoe company called Pyramid. So he was into this. Like, yeah, he loved it. He, like, <laughs> he was so super rad. in. Like, yeah, like, all of... Uh, he pretty much kept, like... Now that I think of it, he kept, like, half of our scene at Lakewood at one point, like, with shoes. Like, he would just sell people's shoes for, like, what he paid. It'd be, like, $10 a pair of shoes. Damn. So, so everyone was on him. Pushing it. And how, yeah. did, how did he pass away? Uh, he wound up dying of a massive heart uh, heart, act, uh, heart attack. Just out of nowhere? Yeah. Man, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, it's a, it was a, it's a super gnarly thing, man. But, uh, I mean, it's part of life. Yeah. Jeannie, one guarantee we have. Yeah, Jeannie, your mom handled it really well. Yeah, she did. She yeah, had, she's a really strong woman. You and your two crazy brothers, that'd be a, a hell house. Oh, yeah. Well, that, that was, um, you know, now that I think of it, that was part of me. Like, Sorry, Rudy's drinking water. It's no, you can say that. <laughs> <laughs> it was like part of me uh, leaving my mom's house at an early age is because it was like really hard on my mom that she had to like start working to kind of support everyone. And then she had my brothers and then. My house had the skate park, so there's people always around, and then so it was like, once I could like afford <laughs> yeah. to get out, I was like, I'm just gonna get out of your hair and try to alleviate stress for you, because like, you know, like our, we had a cool family, like our house was always the place to be, like, my parents were always the chillest, like, oh yeah, come over, bring them over, you want to, you know, like. But then when your dad leaving, you say it was just like a little hard for Jeannie to yeah, handle, it just, like it was just a, your two brothers and your a, like crowd of friends, everyone coming over. Exactly, and then kids make a mess, and she comes home from work, and what does she have to do? Dishes, and like, oh yeah. shit, like they had all the groceries. I was supposed to make dinner. Like, <laughs> you know, what I mean, it just turns into like a bigger headache than it really should be. And you have like people like Hoder passing through, yeah. and just like wild yeah. dudes yeah. all the time coming it's, through. It's funny though, because my mom and my parents always love the craziest kids. I think because, like, a lot of people, when they come to visit your parents' house, like, a lot of people are shy and, like, yeah. they don't want to actually, like, overstep the boundaries. I feel like my parents always like the ones that would be, like, more personable and, like, they're always the more wild kids. <laughs> For sure. The but, crazy like, kids are always the ones that talk to the parents. Yeah, and like, the parents are like, that kid's nice. I like him. I'm like, dude, only if you knew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. So who were your favorite riders and influences growing up once you started, like, really figuring out about BMX? Um... Uh, one of my favorite riders from the beginning was uh, Bruce Christman. Oh, dope. And uh, that was also from the X Games. I remember seeing him do like the Barsman one-handed Fufanu thing, and I was like, yo, that is like 
But I remember at the time I was trying to learn to like stall the quarter and like foofanoos were the trick that like I'd see all the sick kids at the park do. <laughs> so I seen that and I was like, yo, like that bike control is insane. That's like still I a would, fucked up yeah, trick. like think or one hand of foofanoos. Dude, like I think he's the only one that's probably ever did it, right? I mean, I'm sure there was some people sure that did someone, it, but, but he was like, doing it on sub rails and contests. Like, like he mastered that trick. That was his thing, yeah, <laughs> yeah. for sure. Um, and then from there, I'd probably say like Mike Aiken was a really big for influence, sure. like to my riding. I like wanted his bike literally like wanted to learn his tricks wanted to ride like him like it just watching him ride was like damn like that was it that's what i wanted to ride like yeah dude it's a shame that he got hurt when he did like regardless getting hurt whenever but he didn't even make it to his prime yeah thinking about it now dude he did yeah like anthem 2 was the last part he filmed and he filmed that in like two trips Mm -hmm. and he was just like getting so much better if he was still riding right now i feel like he'd be just finally like plateauing in his career i remember being i was actually at the trails when he was filming a couple of the clips with Stu. like i came right at the end and i think they were leaving pretty quick after we when got, he got hurt no uh at area he oh, just has a bunch of the, footage yeah, yeah. and anthem too at area those, those, those are uh, john jennings trails for anyone that doesn't know but uh i used to ride there sometimes and i remember rolling there and i was like yo it's aching dude like <laughs> i want to see him ride our spot in real life because i always sucked riding trails and i was like dude bullshit you were he was trails killing that place like he just i don't know he has like a nat it's just one of those natural pumps dude it's different too like every time he goes in the air he just like it seems like he doesn't even think what he's gonna do he just goes off the lip and like boom takes a hand and the foot off and flips the bike upside Uh down like no one's there's some people that are close though out there nowadays i feel like Corey walsh almost has that like crazy differences but yeah mike aiken and jason watts there's some dudes there's so many i'm missing but yeah Yeah. it was just insane to me because like i could ride these trails and if i try to juice the jump I had to pump. Yeah. And it was noticeable. You know what I mean? Like, but he would just jump and he never looked like he was trying. And I'd be like, how did he go so high? Like, I don't get it. Like, he didn't push. He just went higher. Just filled with skill. Just (laughs) oozing out. Literally, muscle memory is finest. So, Chris Mann in the beginning, then Aiken was a huge influence. And then from there, uh, like, probably like Van Homan and Corey Martinez uh, and Brian Wismersky. Kind of when you moved over to like really falling for street. I never really like. Even at a young age, dude, we always rode street, like, right up the street from my house, uh, community center, I've had footage in it on, like, pretty much all of my early video parts and edits and all that stuff, is, like, there's two ledges, and we used to just go there and abuse the security guard, like... That's crazy, because a lot of people think of you as probably, like, a park rider... In the that, beginning, that no. turned street, but you did it... We just, I, I remember that about you. You we rode just park rode, and street, and We everything. just rode whatever. Yeah. We just wanted to ride. Like, it didn't matter what it was. We were just going to ride it. Like, our town had a ledge. We had stairs. Then we're going to go to the trails, and then we're going to try to hit the shitty-ass curb. Like, <laughs> you rode we were so just, much, too. We were you just still going. Lot, but, yeah. man, you and your homies, I, when I first started hanging out with you on those Nike trips, I was like, I thought I had a lot of energy. I can't keep up with this motherfucker. Nah, we just, yeah. That's what we did. I don't know. It was like, we it's didn't know stopped. any different. we just ride. Like, Hell Yeah. Was Tom's River kind of like a rough place? Mm, no, nah, Tom's River is um, Tom's River is a really safe like town, but yeah. uh, we have really bad opiate problems. Mm, yeah, that suburb, that suburb, suburb thing, town. Man, yeah, I, uh, suburbs out in the middle of nowhere that get that. Yeah, it's bad. My uh, high school, I think in the nineties, was number one in the U.S. for opiate abuses and like, heroin number at the one time. In the U.S., that's yeah. insane. It's crazy because it's a small little town, but uh, it used to be called Heroin High. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Was it still crazy when you were going there? Yeah. I'm sure it Yeah, yeah. If it was I remember one, um, in the 90s, it still one, of, one of my friends, Chad Gonzalez, dude, he like, me and him always used to do shady shit. It's one of the only friends I had that wasn't like into like riding or skating or any kind of sport. He's just a bad kid. 
I remember like in ninth grade, he started doing opiate pills and I remember the change in him. Like, bro, I'd be talking to him in class and he'd be like fainting in and out. And it's like, whoa. Turns you into a zombie for a slightly, good, <clears throat> I, it's not even a good feeling though. Cause I've had to take that shit for when I have injuries. For pain, it's, like, yeah. it's like not even it's a good feeling. It's kind of like. It numbs you. Yeah, it's almost like a feeling like you're gonna die or something. Yeah, it's not. I don't know. I guess it though. If you if something you have some issues going on, you take it though, and those issues go away. That's yeah. how people get hooked on it. So I was gonna kind of bring that back one. though to you think like your crew and you guys riding so much was probably just like an outlet to not get into shady shit in Tom's River. Because oh yeah, of course. You said yeah. it's a small town yeah. surrounded by. I mean, we always got into like shady shit regardless, but it would it kept us from like getting into really bad things because. You know, it was something that always kept us online and had a motive. And like, boredom's really bad. Yeah. You get bored, you start doing bad things. But I if think you're that's like, that's the problem with those suburb towns. Exactly. There's not a lot to do for those kids. And that, like, since we had riding, like, none of my friends got into drug problems. But like, a lot of the kids I see that I went to school with and stuff, I'm like, they're done. They're fried. I seen one of my good friends uh, when I went back, and he was literally just like, noticeably high on fucking pills or something like. It's crazy. It's just sad. I'm like, dude, it's that bad. Like, I ran into one person I knew, and you, I could just tell. Yeah. It's crazy. We, uh, I know for a fact we had a little party stage in our life. Yeah, for sure. We never got into drugs or anything, but, no. man, we partied pretty hard back in the day. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Traveled yeah. like we crazy We had some good kids. times, man. Yeah. I, think we, uh, I think we ran it pretty well, you know? like. Yeah, I was going to say, we, we're both pretty similar where we don't, we're both on, I barely even drink anymore, yeah. and I feel like we we never really go out anymore, but it's crazy no. that we kind of got it all out of our system at a young age, <laughs> getting yeah, thrown good, around when we were kids. Yeah, it's a good... I mean, going out's fun, you know? You still got to go have those nights with the boys every here and there, but I mean, with with everything in life, you know, it's moderation. Doing it every here and there and having some fun, but like, I don't know. I'm glad I got that out of my system <laughs> now because hangovers hurt. Yeah, now, you know, I mean, you get older, especially the one thing I always know is I can always push a hangover and like hangovers all have to deal with how your body metabolizes alcohol. So like some people get them worse than others. I've never really had too bad of ones, but what I do notice is I re-get hurt. You what? Re-get hurt. As in like you feel the injury the next morning? Like or? I'll feel old injury. Mm. Like I'll be like, my wrist is feeling good. And then like I'll go out and have some beers and the next day I wake up, I'm like, my wrist feels stiff. I wonder why that is because I have that same – because I have it's back weird. issues and whenever I drink, that's why I like that probably has drink a lot, anymore. That probably has a lot to do with de- like dehydration. dehydration. Hydration has a lot to do with your back health. It's not, It's like poison. That's It is for sure. It's poison, but man, it was so fun back in the day. It's still fun, but like you said, to go out with the boys and everything. Yeah, I mean, but those ah, – You, I just don't you get older and you realize when to cut it off. You're like, all right, like we had a good night. Like <laughs> we can let this good night just be good. It's not going to be great. Like, let it be good. As opposed to when we would get, like, we'd dude, qualify for finals for due tour finals or the next day and me and you would go and oh celebrate way too hard at the open bar. And everyone, we didn't, everyone, we knew everyone at those due tours, so they just let us right in. Dude, shout out to fucking due tour. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to due tour. How much fun was that? Like, like everything about it and getting us to like experience party life before because i didn't want to i'm so glad i didn't experience all that when i was 21 like most people do yeah like i got to just get it done because man if i did all that shit when i was 21 i would have gotten a lot more trouble yeah facts but think about like i don't know think about how much shit we got to do and like they like no one ever was like yo stop dennis and these dudes from party and they're just like (laughs) they just took care of us yeah dude you're on the tour (laughs) get that shit (laughs) yeah it was unreal (laughs) It was like we were like golfers, not golfers, but like we had our little 
every, every month for like five months, we were just on this like crazy well, action sport circuit. tour with your friends with everyone. You know all these people. And Even too, like we were both living at our parents' house, so any money is a blessing. But that was like the the most money ever coming oh, in. Yeah. So if we made finals, you got top ten. We were, we were so like, hyped. Two racks? Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> you know how yeah. much fucking Burger King I could buy? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You actually won the damn whole do tour. I yeah. think it's been a, it's been a while since then. What year was that? Uh, I want to say it was 2009 <laughs> or 2010. I don't, honestly do not remember. Hung over the whole way through, just yeah. janky bike, yeah. bent bars. I uh, I won in probably one of the worst ways ever. Is I was the <laughs> most consistent at losing. What you got? Like I think I won <laughs> one of them, but I won by like hey getting seconds and thirds and fourths. And you did the, the last one. I got like tenth. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Somehow I still won. That shit's hilarious. Because whoever was in second probably got eleventh that one. <laughs> you handled it. That's, yeah, dude. You can, I love that footage of you, and like I still go see those those tour reels will pop up on YouTube. Just you double truck to table over boxes. Yeah, that was sick. I miss I do I miss those ramps. You had the skate park in the backyard. Scotty's were you riding Scotty's that much of the time, or mainly just your backyard ramps? Uh, I want to. Yeah, we used to still ride there. Yeah. yeah. For me though, is like riding Scotty's was awesome. I just needed to get someone there to ride it with me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Scotty was always a morning thing, and it kind of reminds me how Chad is like. Me and Chad never ride together because he's an AM guy. Yeah. I'm a PM guy. I like going for the last hour of the skate park. Yeah. And that's how me and Augie became really good friends because we were both PM guys. We'd be like, last park, last... Timing's huge for sessioning with people. Last hour, let's get it. And those last hour skate park sessions were like some of the best sessions I've ever had. Definitely. Do you feel like the Dew Tour kept you on your park riding? Dude, yeah. Because those 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 ramps were just amazing, though. Like, like Scotty's ramps are... Like, that park is amazing, but no park is made as good as the Dutour Park was, especially in its prime years. Oh, they were so good. They were so... Like, I felt like I could air everything higher, and then I'd go back to, like, our skate park, and, like, it's a skate park, you know what I mean? It gets hit by all these kids, everything's looser, like, you can't get that pop, like, a lot of the shit's a little smaller, like, I don't know, like, it almost... When I'd ride Scotty's Park at that time, it'd almost be, like damn like i missed those ramps totally but yeah. like scotty's park was amazing but it's like those parks were like just so professional and we didn't have that and like i didn't i never rode anything like that so like once i got used to it like everything was hard for me to ride like do tour was almost like our local park i feel it, like dude it felt bit. like it was like a traveling backyard ramp. uh-huh because it was the same ramp i knew the it, fucking ramp yeah no we could just show up and it was like a puzzle piece they just I didn't even have stuff to think around. about jumping the spine and could just three it yeah because it's like oh this is my spine <laughs> <laughs> it really was that's how i stayed on like once the Dutour dirt went away, I stopped riding dirt contests because there was like a big gap in there. Yeah. And I was riding dirt contests all the time, but there was like that two years of where there wasn't big dirt contests. And I show up to X Games, I'm like, dude, I'm not on it anymore. I don't ride Dutours every month. Like, yeah. it's scary. So the whole contest, I'm like figuring all my stuff out. By the time the contest comes around, I'm not even ready. Dude. But that's, that's how it goes sometimes. Uh. Those you were you were a savage in those days, dude. So Topo you double whips. Does anyone do that still? Oh fuck yeah! Really? Yeah, people caught up to that. <laughs> dude, that was <laughs> sick. I mean, over a dirt jump, I feel like it'd be so much harder than a box jump though. Back, back you then, that push definitely a stood bit. out. But now people are doing like Logan will just do an oppo double whip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boop, like like a button. I mean, on his like bike. a three double down whip to me would seem easier. Yeah, I can see that because yeah. the spinning and you can go. It'd be like a double downside whip. Like when you don't. When you yeah, down. no, for real. So, Dutor, you won that damn shit. <laughs> yeah, gonna... I still can't believe that. I can. You murdered it. I remember, too, we'd, like, we'd party our asses off. You'd get, like, a third place at the Dutor podium. We'd go have dinner with Losi, and then you're like, yo, you want to grab the camera, and we'll pedal up to the 
I want to go get that three at the Salt Lake campus. Yeah. You do yeah. shit like that. You're just full of energy all the way through. I just, yeah, I love riding. Like, I mean, <laughs> dude, it really is like my one passion. Like this shit literally lives inside of me. It's the one thing that's continuously the same and just is like always a good idea. Yeah, it's so, like the exact same. It's I gonna mean, be like eight o'clock tonight. And we're gonna go ride a skate park, and yeah. we're, we're 27, 28 years yeah. old. <laughs> it's pretty cool. That's what we fucking do, and it's probably not gonna change until my body literally, like, my legs fall off or something. <laughs> <laughs> probably never gonna change, dude. So, uh, you wanna? I mean, you talk last. Maybe I don't know if it was last year, or the year before. We we're at Battle of Hastings. I mean, you went early, and we were just riding the bowl a bunch. And I kind of mentioned to you because you were. It took you like two nights, and you were just back, back on your training skills. And I, I wouldn't like, say that. I, I was learning, were, learning to ride ramps again. You were getting. By the time the contest came around, you were like you. From the first day we showed up to the day of the contest, you just were like a different Garrett. I was like, dude, you should ride some of those Vans contests next year. Yeah, you I still mean, think about that possibly. Yeah, I thought I've definitely thought about it, and I mean, like, um, becoming better friends with like Jason and like some of those dudes, like. Jason like, the Bogan cunt. They're just cool people, you know what I mean? And like that was one thing that like I think made me translate out of like riding ramp contests was like ramp riding hit a wall where it was like when I was riding the contest, like people were getting crazy, but it wasn't at its finest yet. Like it was just Spinner had all these crazy box tricks and like it just went to that one point and it was just like I sh- I should just give someone else a spot. <laughs> like that's literally how I felt. And especially cuz like the dudes that were really serious about the contest, they were starting to get more involved with like the way the courses were designed, and there was less of the techie Euro drop kind of shit that I liked, and I was just like, I think I should just give it to someone else because they give limited spots, and I'm like, I feel like this isn't really for me, it's for these dudes, they should just have it. Yeah, I kind of went for from the dude tour. CK's here. Oh, CK's in the building. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're talking about Garrett and the, the dude tour days. Chad Curly left school mad early. <laughs> how you doing? Good, how you doing? Chad's here, Rudy's going crazy. You want to jump on the mic, Chad, and hang out? We're just talking, kicking. We're talking about how Garrett won dude tours, and then it kind of, there was a couple years where the dude tours started slowing down, and then like the big cement X Games contest got going, and that's kind of where he got over ramp riding because it turned into like a different style of riding somewhat. Just kind of talking about, I think it would say around 2011, ramp riding just seemed to really change. Like oh, it seemed yeah. like everyone could do a 1080 and everyone <laughs> could do double flips. And it was just like, I used to love riding these dude tour contests, uh-huh. but at one point I was like, there's enough street shit going on that like, I felt bad taking someone else's spot because I would look at the alternate list and I'd be like, that dude's way you can't better. Be bad, I'm like, though, that dude's way better than me. Yeah. But you're like at that point you're just surviving off a name. Yeah. And you go out there. No, and like, that's not mm. true at all. You I'm say not that really hanging like that. <laughs> I've heard you say that before, and I've said this to you before. But it's like you think that, but every single person there loves how you ride. That's what course. I was saying. I was like, everybody would like to see the homies there. And I want the homies. <laughs> yeah, that too. You feel me? Me and Chad will come. Yeah, personal support. No, it does suck sometimes. I'm homies with all those guys, but I'll be on the, the park course, and I look over, and you guys are all in street practice, and yeah. I'm like, uh, it's just kind of... And you come over to our world. How chill is it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. No, the park, the park world's chill, too. No, but I know. It, but anyways, though, like I was saying, I think it, just you being in those Vans contests, they're so fun. Like, dudes like Watts and Boyd, like, you, you met all those guys now. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's a, that's all a whole different scene. Awesome, cool dudes. They're yeah. awesome. The fee scene's really cool, too, but the, the Vans contest... 
scene is almost like way more like the street guys. Like there's people smoking mm. weed on the course. Yeah. Watts is cracking beers. Everyone's yeah. cracking up. No one's snaking each other. It's, yeah. It's, a, yeah, it's more of a... Um, it's very core. Yeah, it's very core organic what BMX is. It's like not like dudes that train and shit. No, there's, there's, there's dudes like Larry who are there... Serious to get down, you know, and there's a, and, there's a few we, of those guys yeah. which is respectable, but yeah, most of the dudes that? don't give a shit what place they're getting. Everyone's just yeah. there for the I got invited for the experience yeah. to hang out with people. It's you know, BMX is all about enjoying good times with your friends. I feel like and contest for me, especially in the beginning, like I said when mm-hmm. uh, Augie started driving me to contests and stuff, it was like it's just like this big family reunion. You start to become with friends with yeah. dudes that live in Ohio and blah, X, Y, and Z. And it's just a way for you guys all to get to the same mm-hmm. place. And you have this one weekend and something to look forward to. That's how I feel about those Vans contests. And I, I, if you went to a couple, I'm sure you'd agree. But it's like it's like another sponsor in a way, like that that contest. Because yeah. you, you see, just like Dutor, you see yeah, the same 20 friends. or 30 yeah. guys. And we went you know, four or five places throughout the summer together. So you like mm-hmm. can't wait to see each other. Both of you guys, you need to come. There's not many contests that invite, or I mean, have that many people, too. There's like, no. you know, there's a lot of people that get to go to those Vans contests. And they ran so really well and chill, too. It's yeah. like, it. I think, you know, 30 people get invited, and then they do an open qualifier where anybody can sign up, and yeah. then like 20 dudes make it out of that. Everyone competes together, and then like there's like 20 dudes in finals. Yeah, it's, it's so chill. I've been I it's not like crazy little brackets. Yeah. you did the one. I wrote in it once. Yeah, but that one's the most serious. Less because <laughs> we share the the park with skaters there. Yeah, so there's such oh, limited okay. practice at that one. It sucks. It's fun, but it's not like it's not like the like other in ones Sydney, Australia. Yeah. The first stop and the next one will be you know you can go out there and just hang out with the homies in the park uh-huh. all day, ride when you want. Yeah, oh, very tight. mellow. Everyone's riding their own time. We're not sharing the park. Yeah. yeah, same with the one in uh, in Spain. You get so much practice time that the lights stay until ten o'clock at night. Yeah, it's like you just ride. You get you sick want. of riding. Like let's go. Let's hey, take a break. Yeah, I'm, you, don't I'm have to, you don't have to sweat it. <laughs> yeah, that'd be sick to see you ride those though if you wanted. Yeah, maybe I'll come. Thinking about it. Hell yeah. Got to brush up on the ramp skills. <laughs> Dude, like I said, though, in Hastings, it took you like four days. And yeah, you're, you got it. <laughs> you got, got that it. shit in your blood, bro. Chad would win if they just made an OB model. <laughs> you just got to go to that one in Mexico. That, there's that one in Mexico. <laughs> it's like a, it's like an even ghettoer version of OB. Oh, yeah. Jason wins that oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Knows That's man the one. over it. Yeah, yeah I want to actually <laughs> go, go get Jason that. a run for his money. He's coming for you, Watts. <laughs> That's the only one I'm going to ride. That's the only one I'm going to ride is that one. Well, hell yeah. Let's bring it back, though, to moving to SD, because we talked about Tom's River and then the Dew Tour days, and I feel like right around, like, was it the end of Deadline you moved to SD right after high school? No, it wasn't the end of Deadline, because Deadline's pretty much made out here at this point. Oh, but, yeah, because uh, you had your crew, your Tom's River, New Jersey was, Deadline crew. All right, then. so how we all wound up moving out here was um, we did, me, Ty, and JJ rode for a mail order called Staff, which the other owner, uh, Fiend Bob Pratt, owned. We went to a trip to uh, Greenville, North Carolina to film a little video for Vital for them. And, like, I think this was October or November of 2010. And we all lived in our, like, you know, whatever, a year out of high school. And we're all like, dude, like, winter sucks. We just dealt with it. Summer's over. Like, we should just move. You know what I mean? Like, we should just leave. And there was three places, and it was like... All of us decided to go together. It was going to be uh, us three and then Tony Ennis. And it was like, we're either going to move to Raleigh, North Carolina, 
New York, New York City, okay, that or makes San sense. Diego. It was New like, York would have still been cold though. Raleigh was considerable because there's a lot of spots there. Okay, I've never been to Raleigh. That's and so it's random. Really, really easy for everyone to get back to where they're from. Like you can drive really easily. Yeah. It's so not that like was you, like you, you know what I mean. It's not like a cross country. Yeah. It's, not it's like, like a middle it, ground. Yeah. It's like yeah, a starter yeah, move. Like, right. And then New York City was just like New York City's shit. If you ever been there, like that, like. I feel like I still city. want to just live in New York yeah, City for at least a year or summer or something just because it's like... Summertime apartment. I feel like that's mm-hmm. an experience, man. That place is like no other to me. It's our version of Tokyo or something. Yeah. But um, yeah, we wound up choosing California, San Diego, just because, uh, I don't know, just weather, basically. But uh, also we knew people out here and I don't know. Ty did most of the research, honestly. Yeah? Who, we were, who was that beginning crew to move out? Uh, it was me, JJ, Ty, and Tony S. Yeah. It was us four in that house in the college area. Yeah. And uh, a bit, another big part of us was, was us finding that house when we were out here, I think, for X Games. You let us borrow your forerunner, and we found the house, and it was, like, the only affordable house we could really find. And we was like, dude, we got a house. Should we just do it? And everyone's like, uh, fuck it, let's do it. <laughs> and, you know, it was just pretty much history from there. And that's, like, the part of the original deadline crew all living together yeah yeah those are those are like some of the best days of my life man and that house didn't that area is kind of random but it's a perfect good cheap place to start in san diego to figure out yeah you you need to figure out you don't want to you got to figure it out you can be anywhere dude if you got the right people it's dope exactly like you don't like yo i'm at this cool ass neighborhood but this neighborhood's so cool that it's unwelcome yeah you know what i mean like Moved to La Jolla with that. Moved to La Jolla, a really rich area in San Diego with that yeah. crew. It's you beautiful, but you should, they'd be yeah. like, you wouldn't fit. No, they'd be like getting a. And the good thing was, like at the time, there. we were like our house was like a BMX, like like we had people coming in all the time, in and yeah. out, and like, dude, like neighbors over there. Like I remember the lady Ashley. She was like, "You guys are like the best neighbors we ever had." I'm like, "We're up to like." 4 a.m. last <laughs> night, like, you know what I mean? But they're just used to, like, frat parties and stuff, and, like, that shit is crazy. Yeah, even worse. Yeah, and you guys, like, that's that's why when you just said those three dudes living with you, I thought there was way more people living there, just because it's been a long time, I remember. No, no, jarred, just, we, uh, we just, there's we, so many people we, always we had over. room, and yeah. you know what I mean? We were friends with Tony Nye, we were, we were friends Rogish with so many people. There, yeah. Rogish lived up the street, but oh, Rogish okay. was going to be at our house every day, yeah, regardless. He was there every time I went <laughs> Because over. he, yeah, I mean... It was our spot was a spot because we had the space, but also everyone lived with us, so you had to come to us yep. to link to start the day, you know. And you guys went there, and then you guys you just kind of rented a few houses. Yeah, like the, the crew for the most part stayed the same. Augie moved in and out, and yeah, Stevo was in and out, right? Yeah, Stevo was in and out. Um, Augie was in and out more. Stevo was uh, with us for most of it, and then he started living with his girlfriend. So that was pretty much the deadline video got. St- finished and yeah once you guys moved to san diego yeah for sure well the the thing was um the thing about a video is if you don't stay on top of it it's real easy to have to refilm a video so because you wait we too were, long we, shit gets old when we weren't together we went on a bunch of trips and we had all this footage but the footage was getting dated because the trips would only happen every four or five months and then when we came to san diego things started happening a lot quicker and it was like this this really ain't fitting that I was like, all right. Yeah, your deadline part's almost like a few different parts. You know, that mm-hmm. the, you got all the old yeah. clips in the first song. Mm-hmm. Like, it kind of moves because you had so much footage. You can tell what – Tony did such a good job with that. Yeah, like, he did. He really organizing did. Organizing all the footage in the right Yeah, because I, I tried talking to him. I was like, dude, just cut it down. It's just – No, he did it right. Keep yeah. it long when it's – when you film for how long? Five or six years for that realistically? Yeah, but the footage would have came out regardless. But I'm like, yo, the actual part, like, you know what I mean? Like, every rider's good at certain things. 
and it's really hard to entertain someone's brain for that amount of time. I think if you would have made it short and sweet to the point, to yeah. me, I like those parts more than like all kinds of footage of similar shit. I like all kinds of footage. Well, I like with the your footage, part, but the footage would have came out. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. scattered all over the place when it's still nice. Now I can still click if I want to watch right. your part. I click in, all that footage is right, right there. Yeah. Like and it's that, all collected and organized perfectly to those songs. Like I like that. Yeah, he added the shit out of that part. <laughs> That's um, why I think I think when someone you know that that short term minds the short term memory span or whatever the word is for it when like when you watch a web edit in the morning sometimes it's better for it to be short but if it's a real part you worked on it's better to sit down and and like have the have the energy to watch the whole thing yeah you know like even like nathan's last couple parts like they're long and epic and they're Mm -hmm. not meant to be watched like when you're making breakfast or something, you gotta nah, you sit gotta, down and digest really those parts. Right. Pop the popcorn, yeah. sit your ass exactly. down. It's gonna be a minute. Yeah. I still is Etni's part. I'm still yeah. watching and I'm still tripping. I'm still like, dude, <laughs> this motherfucker. In. Like, in. Yeah, Nathan's so. insane, dude. We go on trips yeah, with him all the time, Chad. <laughs> we shouted yeah. Nathan on the last podcast. Shout out to Nathan, street warrior. Oh man, that's the sickest rider out for sure. Nothing but respect to Nate, dog. Nothing but respect for that fool. I said the same thing with Christian. We're both going off about it. For me, honestly, personally, I always thought video parts, the ones I liked the most, always left me wanting more. Mm, That's a good point. You know what I mean? And you've had a lot of those too, though. That, to me, always made me more of a fan of a rider if their footage was exclusive. True. Like, right now, you live in a world where everything's pushed in your face, which is dope, but like... You already know what motherfucker's gonna do sometimes. Mm-hmm. True, when people are putting like, so much stuff out. When you were really kind of hiding what you what you were up to, and then right. you got that glimpse, and it was over. You were just like, ah, mm-hmm. just fucking twenty seconds long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. It's 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 crazy now because you can you can work on this part for two years, and then you also can put something out every day on Instagram. So you got to find that. You just got to be smart with it. Like you know, it's a lot to organize. Both a of you guys have. Yeah, Garrett's been. Oh, I think like, all the riders that are yeah, relevant are really good. fucking good at it. You have to be you because have to, yeah. there's people who aren't good you at it. Or die, fool. Yeah. There's people who aren't good at it. And there's someone like, say, like Pat Casey. He's one of my favorite ramp riders, mm-hmm. if not my favorite ramp mm-hmm. rider of all time. But he puts such crazy shit on his Instagram on a day-to-day basis <laughs> yeah. that yeah. when he films a part, it's like... <laughs> You're, it, he's doing the same shit because he's just doing crazy that's shit how all the time. He but it's hard, crazy. But it's hard to justify it because <laughs> right, he is right. doing the crazy shit every day. So mm-hmm. it's like, because I've talked to him about it, and it's like, why not just keep filming it? And yeah, like, yeah, yeah I, I like seeing it every day. <laughs> like, all right, like, and, and I mean, every I know everyone's diehard video part, but like, bro, either way, you're inspiring <laughs> kids to ride. So really, in the end, who the fuck cares? Who the fuck cares? If, do it, do it how you want. I think Darden did a really good job on. Uh, the rollback podcast talking about like kids if you want to ride you know you want to train for the olympics fucking train for the olympics do you want to do the ride the instagram wave and try to be an influencer ride that you want to do just video parts film like you want to do it all try that bmx doesn't matter just have fun (laughs) whatever you think is okay because that's what it's all about yeah that's the your creative outlet for sure so bring it back to the deadline video we got off topic there but that was good that that, was good that was good uh what was that all like? You know, like we talked about Market Zero a bunch, and Deadline was around the same time. And man, I just remember watching you guys go out and do your things. We'd even bump into each other at schools, and it <laughs> yeah, was like was it sick. was like road full sometimes. Dude, there were like twenty know. of us and three filmers and photographers. It was crazy in was San Diego crazy. during that time. Yeah, dude, that was probably one of the sickest times in San Diego. Um, filming for the video was awesome. Like, it's, it's easy to be motivated when you're around the right people. Like I said, like, bro, Ty being around that dude, like. He's one of the most inspiring people to be around because, like, 
Ty is a, like a master at the mental preparation of getting mm-hmm. himself ready to do something. He's like, if Ty goes to a spot, I've never seen anyone really like this, maybe yeah. besides Nathan, but Nathan seems a little bit more sporadical. Bro, he knows what he's going to do, and he, like, knows how to warm up to get himself no, ready to that. do it. Yeah. And then, like, anytime he actually gets himself there and he's ready, like, I've never seen the kid back away. Because Ty's like, like that, man. One of a kind, dude. He's strategic. Like, like I've seen all my friends because, you know, it's, like, riding half of it's a mental battle of convincing yourself that this really dangerous risk you're going to take is worth it. <laughs> So you're saying kind of throughout that video it was cool just to be surrounded by all like yeah. someone like Ty who's so mentally motivated Dude, yeah. and like well just seeing how everyone works yeah and then yeah. someone like JJ JJ is like more of a um, he likes riding cities and stuff and like I can see he didn't like the whole like driving spot to spot when we pedal around he always got footage that's mm. cool he likes the actual surprise of finding a spot yeah. and just being and he be, doesn't like the preparation part I don't think also maybe being warm. Yeah, because JJ's mm-hmm. dealing with all his back injuries. Maybe yeah, like the pedaling through the city, really he'll be point. ready. I've never even in, really thought about it. Sitting in a car for two yeah, hours, dude. It took me back. Yeah, you ain't trying to get out and ride like that. When it took me a really long time to adjust to that style of yeah. riding, man. Because like the driving California style, bro. Because I grew up riding. We used to pedal everywhere in Philly, and like we'd hit five or six spots no matter what before we got to a real mm-hmm. one. Like we were just bra- there storm doors and like ledges, and you just. You're warming up on the way to the spot. Yeah, like, tight. It's different out here. You literally drive somewhere, park the fucking whip up, unload, and then jump an eight-foot fence. And then, like, sometimes you're riding a spot that just has one thing. You're like, <laughs> yeah, there's nothing. We're going to stretch and ride that. I catch myself, like, because I don't even ride flat ground, but I'll, like, roll up to a, ra- a huge rail or something and, like, i got to do some, <laughs> some, some hop tricks. tricks, you know? And I'm like, what am I doing? I need to get warmed yeah, up on, just, like, how I really ride. I'm doing hop, like, trucks and stuff, yeah, almost I, falling. Like, <laughs> But yeah, I feel you with that. And then the deadline video, you guys, you guys did that. Shout yeah. out Thank to the you. deadline video. Yeah, big shouts to Tony Ennis and everyone else that you, you know put their heart and soul and effort into that thing. You motivated the world with that one. Everybody. That's some real shit right there yeah. because that's not like a paying sponsor or anything. That's a crew. Yeah. Like everyone was like, we're gonna do this because we want to do it, down. and that's all it is. Yeah. Is that whole video online yet? I have the hard copy, yeah. so that's how I watch it. The whole yeah. video is online. online. Everyone's songs are still on and everything. Uh, I think some of them got muted, yeah. but I mean. We, we're going that route anyway because we were like, at one point we were looking at doing the iTunes thing and I was like, dude, we're going VX. Like, yeah. I kind of want that like classic yeah. old, like, yeah. old 90s feel of like rock and Pink Floyd yeah. and old hip hop. Like, we didn't want to go like too new school and then have to use like bands we weren't really psyched on. Let's be honest, if you want to use the music you really want for an iTunes video, you're dropping almost as much money yeah. as you spent to make the whole oh, video. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't even. It was like iTunes changed the whole soundtrack. Or we just yeah. run it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're like, well, fuck it. If we even if they like, even whatever, we gotta like stop selling the video. Like some people will see it and eventually get online. So yeah, if you didn't get a hard copy, that sucks because yeah. that's like a classic right there. I'm sure people keep putting the parts on and keep revamping the songs, but it's keep putting re-upping the songs. Yeah, but. and there's there's still DVDs floating around. Like if you get uh, orders off Deadline right now, every order comes with DVDs, and then if you get any orders from Peep Game. They come with DVDs, so like That's we're sick. trying to get them out there more to more people, just so people have them and stuff. And then the kids got to go. And but buy yeah, you a can DVD if you player. look up anyone's part. I think everyone's <laughs> part has their song, but mine maybe. Yeah, I think yours came on one day and it was I think, muted. I think I do have. I think like the Pink Floyd songs; those are the ones that got muted. Yeah, YouTube. But I think some kid labels. actually like kept the grind noises in, <laughs> and I didn't know how hard that would be. But Tony explained it to me. He's like, "Dude, that kid is 
some kid tweaked shout out, out to it. that kid he's like dude that would be so hard to do because you'd have that to kid's cut listening. all the audio out and then put the grind sounds back in tony and shouted you out kid that's sick yeah that's like, fucking yeah, legendary you guys put in too much work to not use the songs you want to use too like yeah and that was, was a long thing, project like, to like put in all those clips with something you didn't even like that much the song how made. can you tell someone <laughs> that has put countless amount right. of hours that they didn't even that use you that. can't ride to that right like, no, go on with your bad self, bro. You're mm-hmm. riding that shit. Mm-hmm. What do you want to ride to? Yeah, you put in all that work for you it. You put in all shit. that shit. This ain't some real-ass company. Like, yeah. dude, this is this is on you. Like, this is your thing. Yeah. Yeah, I was eating PB&J for a while after <laughs> spending the money on a market video. But it, it was, was worth, worth it in the long run. Because it, iTunes made the music... Yeah. The, the money back pretty much for the music budget if not yeah it did they made the money back for the music budget yeah. so it's like it equals out the more I saw the songs are up still and everyone pretty much got to use whatever song they wanted unless there was a couple that were like you guys I can't afford that yeah. <laughs> a couple but I tried I tried I mean it also probably would have you know I mean if you were to like keep pushing with market like it would all work down the end anyway mm-hmm. you know what I mean like True. me and you kind of did similar things where I feel like we kind of got overwhelmed with it like it was a lot. Like we after did, the huh? video come, like we're like we're done. Like now you gotta start the company. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like and after it's the video, even more than the video, and then you're like, all right, we gotta keep pushing. Did you feel that way with Deadline? Is oh yeah, especially because I run Fiend too. And once, yeah, we definitely gotta talk about Fiend. But like once the video drops, that's when people want your shit. Yeah. And that's when it turns into a real business because oh, like yeah. we were selling stuff, and then all of a sudden the video drops, and it's like, I need employees. Yeah. <laughs> we really are selling stuff now and that literally pushed me to the point where I was like I gotta pull back and kind of not to say it, it ended you know everyone knows mm-hmm. dead, that, like same thing with you and Deadline you, you pull back but now it's what seven years later maybe five six seven yeah, years five, later like five and a half years probably five and a half years since Might you dropped have. the video and you're wearing a Deadline it's still right a logo yeah. Yeah. it's yeah. still alive people That's still one, know what it is like I said man I fucking think about it every day I'm like damn I should have never stopped making the shirts but, buy uh, Deadline tees kids so we can I'm see I'm not even worried shirts. about that I think it's I cool like, are they still out? <laughs> you can buy them right now? yeah you can buy them and like kids have been hitting me up and like every kid that's got one is like yo thank you like I've been waiting for this and then every like I'm just like dude my fucking bad like yeah. I have a lot of shit I'm trying to run like yeah. this wasn't a priority for me like I didn't mean to let it go this long, but like now's the perfect situation for me to start pushing. With You're it only again. one person. Yeah. You dropped the video. Fiend started around the same time, and how are you going to justify being one person running two of these companies while being yeah. running running your own company, which is like a pro bike ride? Even though that's a weird way to say it, but yeah. it kind of is with yeah. you having to go to all these contests mm-hmm. and sponsor trips and filming on your own. Like, and that was a hard thing for me to figure out was because at one point I was like, I need to send packages out. I'm not home. Shout out Steve-O. Steve-O is always holding it down for me, though. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, I always used to get stressed out about that. I'm like, fuck, orders are coming in. Like, I can't fucking feel them. Like, I'm going to be gone for two weeks. Like, yeah. Well, it's back now, kids. Deadline is available again. But now you can just post on Instagram and be like, your order will come out in two weeks, or you can just take everything down. I didn't really think <laughs> yeah. of it that way at the time. Yeah, it's definitely... Well, I think it's getting easier and easier yeah, with easier. how much eyes are on Instagram. Oh, yeah. Even back then, Instagram was popping, but now it's, like, people's news feed. Yeah, definitely. More so. So deadline video, and then uh, you did all those. You lived in all the houses, the BMX houses, mm-hmm. so to say. And now, what's your civic living situation like now? You bought a house in South Park, San Diego. Yeah. Is it uh, what's what's the deal with that BMX house? No, it's just uh, me and my girlfriend, and my dogs. Um, I started off. Colin was living with me for a minute, but uh, he wound up moving back home, and then uh, he came back out with his girlfriend. So yeah, it's just. Us. It's pretty chill little house. You got you bought the pads. So you're posting up for a bit. Yeah, I think right. so. Um, 
it's hard, you know. I always think about maybe going up to L.A. because, like, some of my friends are up there now. And, like, every time I go up there, I'm like, ah, <laughs> oh, like, I want it's, to – it's just a hard thing because I want to be with all my friends all the time. But I really do like it down here. Yeah, San Diego's a nice little escape from L.A. too because it's a quick two-hour drive, yeah. you know. And it's just so mellow down here. And like I said, like, L.A. is awesome. But, like, I have nothing against it by any means. But, like, I'm from Tom's River. So, to me, this is, like, a bigger thing, and I like it. <laughs> but, like, and L.A. is the next mm-hmm. big thing. And it's, like, yeah. I don't know if I want to deal with that for the day-to-day. You know what I mean? True. Like, I like the convenience. I like the not as busy, like, not as much traffic. Like What those, draws you to being up there? The friends and the spots? And then aside from yeah, that, it's just too much? Just, yeah, spending time with friends, really. Yeah. Just because, you know what I mean? If you see your friends, like, five times a year, it's not as sick as, you know... <laughs> Seeing them every day. Yeah. You're up there, though. I, I'm up there. I I'm randomly bumped yeah, into yeah. you like two well, weekends I, ago. I did, yeah, I know. That, and that was one of the sickest things ever, dude. That day was awesome. That was sick. <laughs> for uh, for those of you guys that don't know, we were riding downtown LA. We are at the I famous... I don't think anybody knows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I seen that. I was, Maybe mad. Was. I was like, damn, I want to be there. It was out there on Instagram. People see. Yeah. Um, that was like a video game. I rolled, I bumped into you guys, and then yeah. we ran into Andrew Cass, and then yeah, at like, a different Riz. spot, and then Raul, and then Ty was at another spot later that day I saw. I was like, yeah. everyone was just like yeah. posting up. It was like spots. everywhere we went, we found someone. But the first spot, we're looking at the uh, infamous like boy ledge, the Long Hubba's downtown, and someone's like, "Yo, do a fucking bar spin," and I'm like, "Yo, fuck you, I'm about to like go <laughs> yeah, off on you." Know what I mean, me I look over, it's Dennis. Oh, like, you said I see that. the truck, and he's like smiling with his head out the window. Like, ah. so I text him like, "Hey, we're going riding. If you want to come?" Nah, I was parking. I was coming. I was like, "No, nah, we're not gonna just drive by." That's so funny. And I was sick. He came out with your girlfriend for a bit, and we just kept finding more homies. Yeah, every, there was we like got, a homie around every corner. We got, hey, we like got 20 people. We got stuck going to three spots, and me and Steve were joking around like, I wonder who we'd have found at the fourth spot. Every, <laughs> every spot we went to, we found one of our friends. There. Butcher. Fucking weird. This <laughs> is chilling. Well, hell yeah. So another thing I wanted to talk about, you've done such a good job. Knock on wood, you know. I don't believe in a, what's the word? A superstitions. Superstitions. At all. I'd be knocking on wood. <laughs> but if you want, knock on wood. But you've been so good at staying away from injuries, and you're not like you're. You do big shit all the time. You're always riding. You go on contest after contest. What's what do you think that secret's been, or do you think it's just been luck? Or uh, I don't know if it's a secret or luck, but I definitely am really confident in the riding that I do, and I try to put myself in like situations that I'm know I pretty easily to come out like I'm gonna get this like I don't put myself in crazy dangerous situations I'm not like right, I can three over crook this flat bar we're going El Toro <laughs> okay I know yeah. I'm like there's about a five percent chance I might roll away 95 <laughs> percent. I just try to like minimize risks as best I can and when I do big things I try to prepare for them and yeah I was gonna say you there's been times where back back in the day I'll, I'll I had switch whips on lock, like, real real quick, and you're just like, those are so hard. How do you do that? And you're working on them, and, like, I remember you, you learned them back in, like, up a, a Euro gap at Dude Tour, and you're like, oh, my God, these are so sketchy. Like, you were just talking up switch whips so much, and then maybe a year later, you were just, they were just nothing to you. Like, I feel like you have a, such a good process of never hucking it and just working through tricks until yeah, you're, you're, you're ready to do them. Well, I mean, we've been in this for a long time. We know BMX is dangerous. It is no joke. So I really do, like, try to, like, eliminate the danger the best I can. And I don't know if I'm going to three over a rail. I get ready to three over a rail. If I'm going to switch whip a big set, I'll go switch whip an eight ten times yeah. before I even go to the spot. 
and I'll do some on flat before I try it. You know what I mean? I just try to get everything mentally prepared so that when I'm actually rolling up to it, I have full confidence. And I feel like if you have full confidence, you can do anything. Yeah, if you have full confidence, you're going to do it. Yeah. yeah. But it's like, if you second guess in your head and you just make yourself try, I feel like that's when I get myself in a ske- like sketchy situation. Yeah. you just be like more banged up, I feel like. You'd be like taping your wrists up, just banged up over just riding. Well, yeah, yeah. But that, you don't be like, yeah, you're I mean, always smart with what you choose to that's do. That's that street rider. Like, yeah, he's, he's not just really always, slamming. He's uh-huh. just taking some he's impact banged from up, time though. to time. Yeah, you just do take be, some slam. Like, you know? I don't know. Like, you don't slam. You can fall. I mean, you can get really hurt doing some of the stuff. But I feel like right now, riding's like, pff, riding's pretty easy on us all for yeah. street riders. Like, it's at one, at one point, street. it became stair counting. And everyone was like, <laughs> Who's doing the next biggest shit? Right. You know, but right now everything's just like, just it's all tech shit. Chair, and like, that's, stra- that's straight. You can just ride ledges right yeah, now. And like, chill. you do something cool. People are psyched mm-hmm. on that. Like, easy for you guys to say. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, it, but if you rode them every day, you know what I mean? It's a super low impact way of like, yeah, you're not going to get ass many injuries. You get rolled ankles and like maybe bruised the side of your feet, shin or stuff like that. But like, it's not that dangerous. But just like you said earlier, it's, it's a, as long as you're confident, like you did, you know, that you have a bunch of tech stuff in your last uh, cinema part that came out, but then you have a bunch of huge stuff too, like the double peg, hard one eighty bar, like that's a massive outlage. But you're so confident with it, you handle it like a beast. Like that's a that's a banger. Yeah. But for you, it, there's no you know, like the the risk is big if you fuck up, but I know you and I know in your head you you're, you're, you're ready to do that. Yeah. You probably yeah. went to an outledge or at some point in the week. No, that one I just hit. I mean stuff like so that you know you could do. I just grind it. I kind of can, like, I can feel, like, I, like, later, I grinded it. And then no, I, you can hard 180, you know, get And then I grind the hard 180 it. And, and I was like, like, oh, I grind oh, hard yeah, 180, it's chill. It. Like, oh, maybe I'll do it. Because I did, like, the line, I did a grind hard 180. And I was like, eh, I think process. I'm going to try hard 180 bar. Like, fuck it. Like, that shit felt good. Like, I don't know. I like the feeling of impact on street riding when you take it right. Like, the truck killed me, but, like, <laughs> that, like, the pegs are on Shout bar, out to like, that, too. That dude, was too. That was fun. Like, that's, like, the adrenaline I like to chase on street riding. You know what I mean? Because all of us have that in us. We have that. You chase that little feeling, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like hell yeah, that's the reason I can't just ride the flat ledges all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like mental yeah. frustration sucks, dude. Sometimes I'll be like, I'd almost rather try something sketchy than deal with that. Respect how you've done it because you do the hugest shit and the tech of stuff, and you seem to always just balance it. You've had a couple freak injuries here and there, but they're always like these, like the shoulder separation back in the day. Oh yeah, you that broke was... your wrist at that stupid skate park oh, in Oregon. Yeah. Not stupid. That's, that park's fun. That park was sick. Yeah. <laughs> It was that just, spine sucked. That spine sucked. It was a weird little spine. I'm not anyone listening to this. That that's a local park. Fuck that skate park. Like, Fuck Dennis. He made us buy water. <laughs> I'll never forget that. We brought like 300 people there. He made us buy water. Like, oh yeah, that fuck that skate park. Like, that's some cold blooded shit, dude. How much business you bring here? It's cold too. That's crazy though, because like you said, riding ledges is easier on your body but i've tried i like ledges and like watching it but i try and get down with it and i feel like that's i get so much more beat up you can ledge, yeah, but like i mean the, your body the, adjusts the, the, to yeah, it yeah yeah true that's what it is your just like if i took a fall on yeah. ramps right now i'd probably take a pretty hard fall because i fell into a transition i might fall awkward okay you know what i mean you're yeah. gonna know how to slide you, you know how to fall and you know how to throw the bike in and just slide yeah i guess so yeah, it's like watching Alex Heim or it's just, someone yeah. ride, like yeah, get out all, of stuff on a ramp. We like if whatever you ride, if you ride it enough, you start learning how to get in and out of things. And I mean, with a bike, yeah, sometimes you do get caught up. But like I said, if you do it enough, you almost know when something's coming. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think the, the ledge thing to me is just like fuck. Yeah. <laughs> you got so much bunny hopping; it's crazy. Mm-hmm. But if you do it all the time, though, your body just becomes so used. Like 
Or your back know. will get work. I mean, shit, I've been doing it a lot, and I feel like my back eventually get tired of it, and then it'll be yelling at me, and I can't ride. But right now, I feel all right. But the first thing I want to ride is some ledges. You yeah. feel me? And all that stuff at the park and Dennis's trip. And last time we went to the training facility because I didn't really ride the bowl too much with him. And he's like, damn, your first day back, you just going over there? I'm like, yeah, that's the shit I like riding, though. You know, that's the yeah, shit I we just kind of, like, get down with. But, I don't know, your body, it adjusts to it, but eventually over time, too, it gets beat up after yeah. bunny no. hopping all the time and landing a flat all the time. It but just that kind of goes back to my initial question, though, because yeah. even someone like you, who you're real smart, too, you kind of take that same approach to him. You ride a lot of tech ledges, but you, you do get go huge sometimes, but you're really, sometimes, you're really yeah. calculated with it. But, like, even him, no back injuries, no nothing. That's why I was like, what's the secret? Because you, you're, you're I, so smart, I feel like you're even almost more cautious than Garrett sometimes with your riding. Because yeah, like, I'm just scary, bro. I'm not. I'm not really. You don't like heights. Yeah, you don't I'm like. like I'm not. I'm not really trying you, to put myself in a situation where I can break a finger or something. You know. Garrett so, was. Garrett just trucked down I know, but it's just you know how it is. Like confidence. So I'm like not gonna put myself in those situations. Yeah, but you have Funny to trust that, your riding. Yeah. If you're like, I don't know. I always feel like if you really think you can do some shit, you can do that shit. You know. Mm-hmm. If you want to do it, especially, it's like, you got that. Yeah. It's just if you want to fucking actually mentally put yourself in that situation, look how good you are. I think you couldn't fucking track a 20 stair if you want it. I'm sure you could. Yeah. Hold on tight. Hold so on it's tight. All about, it's about holding the landing. Hold on tight. <laughs> Would you say you focus uh, on your riding now as hard, harder, or less hard than you did like currently in your life? Um, I mean, honestly, my riding is always going to come and go in waves. You know, it all just depends on, like, certain times and places for me. Like, sometimes I get super psyched and I'll film fucking five clips in a week. The next two weeks, I'm just like, I'm just going to chill and ride and get away from that because I feel like if I get myself in a repetitive cycle, I just fucking hate it. Yeah. So I just always try to change it up. I mean, I try to go out and film pretty much as much as I can most weekends. But I'm also always trying to get other people out, too, to film for their shit, you know. So you're always pretty mindful of how you feel at the time. Yeah. That's probably another reason why you've stayed injury-free, too, and con- you've just consistently been riding for year after year is you just you listen to your body so well. Unlike yeah, I me try sometimes to. where I just like, yeah. oh, I'm hurt, but I still want to go mm-hmm. get this. Dude, I was, I was riding. I got an ankle injury one time at Raincon, like when I first moved here, and I was riding, like I think, like two years before that injury went away. And like within that time, I didn't ride any like stair spots or anything. I just couldn't. It's like, But I still could ride. It was you like didn't, one you of didn't let the impatience get to you. Yeah. yeah, you never I'm like, let the impatience get to you. I have to ride. And then, you know, every once in a while I step off and hurt it again. And you're so goddamn good, too. So if your ankle hurts, you're like, I'm going to have so much fun riding well, this that's ledge. A, that's another, <laughs> still that's another Yeah, still getting down, getting clips. That's another problem with us, I think, is that, like, riding does give you a mental high. And it's mm-hmm. so, so fun and you love it so much that, like, as long as that bones together for the most part, I think <laughs> if you mm-hmm. get going, you can kind of just ride through it. Oh, then yeah. you stop and you're like, oh my god. That like, set you back. Dude, bike riders, like, I think Sean Byrne said this really well. He was like, dude, I remember falling when I was a kid and being like, oh my god, I broke my fucking wrist. Like, I'm done, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. But then he's like, now I'll fall and, like, I don't think anything's wrong. But I'm like, oh yeah, I did crack a rib and I did get this because you just become, like, immune to everything. Yeah. And, like, you just get used to falling. You get a, more of a pain tolerance. You don't even think about it sometimes. True. It's weird, yeah, right? I can't imagine having Sean Burns' pain tolerance, bro. Yeah. Well, when I broke my wrist. Shout out to Sean Burns, yeah, but I can't out. imagine what he feels like right now. He might be fine. He's chilling. You see that last E-Cloud trip? He did the gap. Yeah, that was oh, every, time, yeah. every time you see footage of him, he's killing it. But man, he's 
God, he's a skinny dude, and he's fucking Savage. slammed on the ground a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's taking maybe. some slams for sure. He's a beast. Shout out to Sean Burns. <laughs> so uh, another question I got. <laughs> Back in the day, we would uh, you'd have like crazy drink sponsors coming after you. Like Sunny D hit you up oh, one time yeah, at yeah. a contest for like big numbers. Rockstar was hitting you up. Even Red Bull back in the day when you were a little kid was hitting you up. And you went years and years of just being like, no, no, no. And I'm always, I got my huge Rockstar hat. I'm like, bro, do it. This is <laughs> sick, man. The check's awesome. Damn, and you're always just like, nah, bro, I'm doing it. it. <laughs> What, um, ki- what kind of, you know, you're on Red Bull, you seem super happy with it. They've done a bunch of cool stuff. For yeah. you. What, what made you finally sign with them? Uh, I just went in at the right time, man. Like, to me, image has always been, like, a big thing to me in riding. And, like, to be honest, there's really not that much money in BMX. So, like, I never really thought I was going to be, like, this rich dude to retire off it. Like, so I was just, like, I always just want to ride for companies that, like, I really fucking believe in. Like, that's all I want to do. I don't want to re- represent some, sh- like... Cause that makes if I if I ride for a company that I don't feel like I believe in, I feel like that's when I actually turn my life into riding, mm-hmm. and that's when my like life turns into a job, and that's when I become less happy with it. Like I still enjoy going out, so I just wound up going um, actually to the office, and I met up with the dude Runky. Shout out to him. He uh, shout out pretty to that much, crazy motherfucker. Yeah, he's a, <laughs> he's a hilarious dude, but he he did a really good job on like breaking it down to me, dude. He was like, yo, like it wasn't like a hey, this is what we want to use. It's like, hey, this is what we can do for you. And that's what, like, that blew my mind. I was like, dude, even, like, riding for, like, cinema and shit, you know, we have obligations. Mm-hmm. Like, where you got to do this, you got to do that. Like, dude, I don't have any obligations to Red Bull. It's, like, <laughs> all, like, that's dope, we want to help you go further with what you do. And that's why I was like, dude, I'm that's that on the end. Like, yeah. this is the sickest shit ever. And then they have, like, obviously they have, like, some of the most talented people and it's cool to be involved on that end. But, I mean, I was just like, damn, this is... I've met, like, the whole thing just blew my mind. So the offer was just... It, it changed your mind yeah, on what yeah, they really were trying to do with if you? I, if I get a knee injury, they're going to put me in charge... They're going to put me up with, like, the best surgeon. Like, how sick is that? That's amazing. <laughs> so you know like, what I mean? Like, that's like, oh, hell yeah, we're going, dude. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Red, it's red. just, like, extra confidence. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's cool. They seem rad, and they, like, they, they handpick their dues. I mean, all the energy drinks do, but yeah. Red Bull seems so good to you mm-hmm. guys. That's, they are, dude. They're great. I that's can't rad. thank them enough, man. Stoked you did it, too. Yeah, me too. It makes life easier. Yeah, and then, like, my athlete manager now, Tom, like, dude, he's, like, he comes from the skate world, and, like, everything I do is just, like, he's, like, oh, yeah, like, just do that and that'd be sick and it's just all like the easiest chillest shit like a you wanna go to Australia like alright you think you should bring one or two foamers like I don't know I bring two foamers I'm like dude what yeah <laughs> you know what I mean it's <laughs> so they're doing big things over and there. you can't I mean you yeah. can't do it all the time but it's like for them it's like when you do something they want to make it really fun for you so that's a pretty rad thing that's cool so I feel like working with someone in the skate world works pretty well for you because so many people in BMX that you've had to work with, I, I've seen it firsthand. They just don't get you because you've, like you said, you're so into trying to keep uh, your your personal image and doing things yeah. right, not rushing exactly. things. And everyone in BMX, since we were little kids, always kind of just like, give us an edit, put uh, it out, yeah. wear this t-shirt. And you've it's always been... It's fuck enough, bro. We never had to do it. <laughs> Stop fucking asking. Like, you get what you get. Like... Sh- Cool. I'm stoked you found a good spot on that team, and seems yeah. like it's working out well, and you're stoked. Yeah. Shout out to them for getting you. Yeah, dude. Because like when I went, Red in, Bull looks cooler with you mm-hmm. riding for them. Yeah, for sure. And they got they got Simone, they got Bruno. I'm like always pushing for that. I'm like, yo, let's get us together. That shit yeah. was sick. Yeah. Do you guys have like, any projects lined up? Yeah, we're working on it. I'm working on it this year. Uh, but um, yeah, it was like one of my main concerns because I think like one of the first things are like, 
do you want to do your attitudes? And I'm like, honestly, I no. know those dudes, but it just wouldn't fit. Yeah. Like, I would, I'm like, I feel I'm like a key believer in like, if something doesn't fit to me, it's going to work really bad for you. Mm-hmm. So like you want it to work well for us and then it'll work the best for you. Yeah. So you guys may be thinking of a project with all the street guys. Yeah, that'd be sick. That's the next plan. Mm-hmm. Maybe that, That's like one of the things I want to work on this year. Cause I, I think, I think that would show them. Like, I don't even know if they know. Cause like Red Bull's all done by like countries. Mm. It's like, I don't even think they know that they have that. Those are... It's such a big company, yeah, because Those it's are done, two of the best street riders ever. It's, is it Simone, Bruno, and Courage? Yeah, Courage. And oh Courage, too. Courage We're probably forgetting some people, but yeah. Yeah, no, there's... Because there, like there's a, a so team. many good people, but, like, dude, think about that team. Is yeah. uh, Anthony Perrin on that team? Yeah, Anthony Perrin. I'm yeah, sure there's, like, we could keep going nice on this list right now. Yeah. yeah, Anthony's sick. Yeah, they got a good team. Matias, even. Yeah. yeah. Throw them in there. It's going to be sick. <laughs> Hell yeah, I'd like to see that. Let's, uh... What's going on with Fiend? I want to, like... That's your company. You started that from nothing. Yeah. I was around the times when you were mentioning it to me. Like, mm-hmm. what's good with Fiend? Like, how'd that all start? How'd that come about to where it is now? Just um, run us through that. Well, at the time, I think I had seen, and um, I, I don't want this to come out of, come off in like a negative way, because like the time I was riding for Premium, and Premium was fucking awesome. And like looking back at it now, I'm like, dude, they like hooked me up so well, paying me so well, and all this shit. But I seen that like it was ran like a real business, and like when they had to make cuts, they were gonna cut certain people, and like they were doing things that like to me were like I don't think this will translate well for you. Like, hey, your stickers need to be here. And I'm like, dude, the stickers should be like where you want them. Like that's because you don't you want it to look all natural. With Fiend, I believe like if we like it, our fans will like it. So all we do is make sure we like. Yeah. But, like, at the time, it just seemed like things weren't really working. And I was like, dude, I don't know if I'm happy here. And there was, like, no really other place for me to go. It's like, man, fuck it. I know we're selling a lot of my friends. Like, maybe we should start a company, dude. Like, fuck that shit. Like, let's do this shit ourselves. And I talked to a couple of my friends. And, like, everyone was in. And I was like, dude, maybe I should do it. And it took me a long time to actually, like, settle down and actually start, get, like, getting everything done. But... I don't know, it just seemed like the right move. Like, I'm friends with all these people that are, like, some of the most talented people that ever ride BMX. All these dudes are, like, kind of in the limelight right now. Like, we could do our own thing and, like, not have to answer to anyone else. Did you start, you said, you it, was it just you and Bob Pratt who started it in the beginning? Yeah, and um, we were trying to get Josh Harrington to be I remember that, yeah. part of the owners, and he actually never came to Jersey. If, if he would have came, he would have been one of the owners of Fiend. That would have been awesome. Yeah. So I still you, think so, about that every day. I'm like, yo, dude, I wish you fucking did I it. I know. Josh was hitting me up trying to come to Cali. That's a whole different story. We got to... Yeah. That'd be the best. I don't want to get too sidetracked, but... Yeah. We can talk about Josh all night. You know, He's the man. Shout out to Josh Harrington. Yeah. So you Love get that, it, dude. So you get it going with uh, Bob Pratt and then the original teams, you, Ty, Colin... JJ. And JJ. Yeah, and we, we made Colin an am. I think he hates us for that, but... Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> what you gotta do. That's what I was talking about in the we, podcast with someone We make else. our riders work, man. That's how it's gotta be. We you can't just work. be pro for putting out one edit. Exactly. You gotta, you gotta yeah, do we some stuff. You gotta turn of, pro. That's, I, mean, I mean, that was another thing. Like, there was just... We'd seen, like, how many companies are gonna just make complete bikes and sponsor some random fucking kid and give him $100 and call him a professional, you know what I mean? I'm like, I feel like that devalues... A, it saturates the industry too. All of what's being a pro is. Yeah. Like, yo, like, these dudes work their ass off. Like, that's kind of a slap in the face to these dudes. Colin like, might be better than everybody, but no one knows it yet. You gotta, you work. gotta yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. And everyone knows it now, but back then. Yeah, of course. So you guys get this team going. You drop Fiending. and Yeah, we dropped the promo first. And that was... uh, Oh, yeah, that was pre-deadline. That was just all like to the ulti- that was just all was deadline that ultimate spinach. Yeah, song? yeah, that Prisons was so reality. good. And then fiending after that. Mm, a lot of the lyrics in that song have to do about like us leaving and doing our own thing. It's like talking about basically getting it thrown away because you're getting rusty. We all <laughs> translated that to like getting older and companies just being like, "Fuck these dudes, we're gonna go with younger kids." You that so, was one of the main reasons you were so you can sick of premium it. because mm-hmm. they were just would drop somebody as soon as they had a bad couple months. I remember you were well, saying yeah. that back back then. Like they, I, I think they, they dropped, to do a little they now, dropped someone sure. and like <laughs> I was gonna get like a raise that year and they were dropping this dude, so I kind of felt like it was coming from that. My frame came out with new decals and new colors that I never even agreed on. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I mean? It's yeah. just a big company and like I I'll take credit for that now that i probably didn't answer things on time and like they needed to get frames out so they did it without me but like there was just for me i was just like nah man like we got to do everything right like if if i make a frame i want to make this shit like the best for Mm -hmm. us not just for me like for us respect that you guys did it right that's what you needed to do Mm -hmm. not stick around some company that you're not into yeah but uh shout out colin mckay and alan cook because they dealt with me, and I was probably a fucking handful at that time. <laughs> yeah, and those guys are cool, too. And no, they, they are. They're awesome. I'm sure they were super, like, I mean, cool. Of course they're cool, but, like, with their job, they were they were doing a good job of trying to get a hold of you. You're just so busy, but still, you know, if you need to get something done, you got to let your riders know. Mm-hmm. And I think, there, you know, there's more people in the office than, than just yeah. those two. And well, the, the team just didn't the fit time, you. It's at just the time, a, it's just too, you I was to someone you needed to call. Yeah. You weren't going to get an email from me, dude. <laughs> and it's funny, though, because... It, were those guys running it when you left? Yeah, they were. Calling yeah. How come they didn't just talk to you at like a do tour? No, we would. We'd talk and stuff, but even like, I don't know, even they sometimes had, It's just such a big even, company, sometimes they things just blow up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Because all the calls get made from above, and they're mm-hmm. like basically the servants. So it's like they have as much control as they can try to have. Okay, so things were just even going over their heads sometimes. Yeah, exactly. This Damn. Is just, and like another big reason for me leaving, this is something I for, like didn't mention, but it's a big part of it, was like, that premium was like such a less thing than Haro. That was never the priority. And I didn't want it to be like the priority. I was cool with it being like, you know, second fiddle to Haro. Haro's mm-hmm. the shit. Like it's the OG original company. It should be the big one. But I felt like it wasn't getting enough attention in like the areas of like designing good product. Like I was having a lot of problems breaking shit and stuff. And I was just like, dude, I need to be safe. And they're still focused. I need to be so safe. I want to focus on writing. Yeah. yeah. And Haro's a huge company, so I understand that like designing this raw ass strong frame probably isn't their main priority because that frame is not really going to generate any crazy you, money they never tried to put you on horror or nothing no this is before all that uh, yeah we sorry. i think me and ennis have been saying that forever when premium was down dude just put chad on horror and call it a fucking day <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, that's funny. That, that was the plan is to put chad on horror now they still fuck with premium i guess because they sell a bunch of complete bikes know. this is some back-end business stuff yeah. that no one really needs to hear about but <laughs> They they still do good in some areas. And that's and, dope. And yeah, Chad's on Haro now. They they ended up doing that. I just feel that BMX is so small that if you're gonna like make that money off complete bikes, you should have like a full run team. Like the only companies that should do that should be giving back to the, the whole thing. Uh huh. hundred percent. If you're gonna Ch- do it, Chad do it. should just be on Haro, in my opinion. But <sighs> premium's is. dope. Chad is on Haro. But I'm saying like, if premium doesn't have like a whole extra team, mm. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
No, I agree. I thought they, I think they should just dump the whole thing. <laughs> Focus on Haro. If you're not going to put 100% effort into something, why do it at yeah, all? Yeah, exactly. You want to do what you want to do if you want to do it. Like keeping it around just because you're selling you complete just, bikes? Yeah. Put the Haro stickers on mm-hmm. it. Focus on one brand. Yeah. Or focus on premium for real. Do it up or don't do it. Anyways, enough talking about that. That has nothing to do with us. But <laughs> Safine right now is a uh, shout out to premium because they are dope. Yeah, yeah no, no. I'm not <laughs> hating they've, they've by always any done means. cool stuff. Nah. Yeah, they fucking do. They, eh, you're allowed to hate. I wrote for, for Redline before that. When I got on premium, I was like, dude, I fucking made it. Yeah. <laughs> Finally. Yeah, I'm like, dude, no more Redline. Dude, I'm talking yeah, to racers. Funny. Shout out Mike Escamilla for getting me on, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We got to talk shit and shout out. Yeah, yeah shout out. I'm just fucking around, mostly. Hell yeah. That's my whole sense of humor. <laughs> but shout out to Rooftop. I saw him on a GoPro ad in Hawaii the other day. <laughs> such, a, such a legend. It's like this huge uh, hotel. I just look over and there's a roof, like a GoPro ad, and Colin's like, "Look who's in the helicopter!" And it's Rooftop taking this sick GoPro stick uh, photo at the window. Legend. He is such a legend. So uh, back to Fiend. So right now, you guys have filmed a handful of really cool stuff. I like everything you're doing. I think Thank every, you. everybody does. And. Uh, What's what's the future plans? Are you guys working on something right now? Yeah, I know. we are. We're working on a video. Um, I'm not really sure about how much I'm supposed to talk about. I kind of let Tony handle all the video stuff, but uh, pretty much like a chapters video. Sure. Every everyone's gonna have footage in it, but not everyone's gonna be the focus of full parts and be split like half the mm-hmm. team basically. Okay, cool. And then we'll I do like another those. one. So they're kind of shorter videos and. Whoever finishes the part finishes the part, and then some people exactly. have some because homie. other people have priorities and yeah. like no, those are cool. some people are filming and they're getting really good footage, and we don't want to hold them up too long waiting for other people to yeah. do things that you know they're doing their own thing and it's gonna be sick, but they have to do it for their sponsor. We respect that. Cool. So you guys are working on that right now. And then when mm-hmm. that's done, gonna maybe just keep working and get let the other guy shine. Yeah, of course. Hell yeah, that's the whole plan. And the team's the same still, except for you have a yeah, couple we, of the most badass cams in yeah. the whole entire world. Uh-huh. Yeah, we're very lucky, dude. Everyone that, all the kids we hook up, like Johnny, Antonio, Lewis, like, bro, they all came to us. Like, I didn't really have to, like, search out for them and be like, hey, you guys want to ride for us? They just all started, like, creating a little relationship. I'm like, yo, I wonder, like, it was really, like kind right, looking up to you, yeah. bro. No, it's, I appreciate You know, it's just what it is. You inspiring people. They want to ride like that. They want to ride the same stuff you want too. You feel they me? want to film with Ennis. Uh-huh. They want, they the want to meet Ennis. They want yeah. to be on, and those three just people. happen to be amazing bike sick, riders. Bro. Yeah, they that's are. cool. And that's bright, another thing bright, I respect. Bright future. You know? Another thing I respect about Fiend is same with putting Colin on Am. Is you got this kid Lewis Mills who's <laughs> killing it. Got like what I don't know. He got podium at X Games. Oh, Every yeah. time he drops something, people are sweating it. And then Johnny Rake is dropping Same video day. parts and huge trans world videos. And you're like, hey, you guys are still on AM. You got to keep working for it. Nah, they, yeah, I mean, I think they all see the writing on the wall. I mean, totally, yeah, everyone yeah, does. But everyone would expect if you like keep working. It's signature coming. complete. Signature it's coming. Frame. But yeah, we don't. We don't. We don't really run it like that. You're you working with I mean? them in like, such a cool way. Get it, when when they turn pro. It's going to be the start of their generation, right? Yeah. So we can't really just force mm, that yeah. when, you know, some of our dudes are still in their thing right now. Like, we're going to phase them in, and then they're going to be the workhorses when we're all done. They're going to take this shit over. Like, yeah. And they then know they can what it probably is. pick their AMs, and exactly. it just keeps going from there. It's an ongoing cycle. That's all it is, man. That's cool. That's, That's sick. sick to hear. Yeah, you guys are doing cool right. stuff. Yeah, yeah. We're, 
They know. They know they're in yeah. line. They're coming. Mm-hmm. Love how you guys are running it. I've got drunk and uh, almost rode for Fiend a few times at the bar. <laughs> I know, dude. <laughs> I love it over there. One I wish day. you could have made it happen. Yeah. I wish One, you could have made it happen. One day when Haru kicks me off, I'll have to ask you for a frame. You know, I don't be, blame you, dude. You know I'll be riding a Fiend one day when I get kicked off. <laughs> when I turn into hey. a rusty tool or whatever. Hey, kicking say. you off, you're going to be the next NyQuest. <laughs> Woo. Stay. So, uh, no more Nike? Yeah. That, I mean, we talked about that. Everyone kind of think knows what's going on with that. So yeah, that was an amazing like eleven years or whatever. You got even more time than anybody out yeah, of it. You're on before all of us. He was the one. I huh? think um, thirteen years. Thirteen years on Nike. Thirteen years on Nike. Yeah. Damn. Good run. Fucking insane. <laughs> run. When, when Losi was talking to me about it, he's like, "Dude, I didn't expect the program to last like even a year when you got on." And I'm thinking about. It, I'm like. Damn, that's crazy because he was there real quick. Yeah. Like, there was a dude I got. I didn't even get put on by Losi. I got put on by this other dude, Jamo from Portland. He's a mountain biker. You were on before Losi. Yeah. Damn. Mark Losi was the, the team manager for mm-hmm. all of us. I'm sure a lot of people listening yeah. know, but that and, was um, big, big shout out John Pola because I was on Eddie's at the time and I was just flow. And I remember like my dad was like helping me like figure everything out. And he was like, "Hey, like Nike hit Garrett up like." you guys think he should take this thing or like, you know, should like, he wants to ride for Etnies. Mm-hmm. And he was like, dude, you're on like a C list. There's like a B and A, M and then pro. And like, you know, he was like, dude, you're like so far in line. Like obviously I didn't think I was going pro, but like, he was like, honestly, if I were you, I would take that. Yeah. And I remember telling my dad, I was like, I want to stay with Etnies. I want to stay with Etnies. I'm really glad I took that Nike off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 He was the one that was like, "Dude, I'm gonna be honest with you. You should do that because mm-hmm. like, if more companies get in, if Nike gets in, that's gonna be just the best for BMX." Yeah. And Nike took good care of us, Fuck and yeah, they were they almost did. like kind of that that Red Bull sponsor. How they they get kids and blow them up. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. even though you got on Red Bull later in life, but Nike was kind of that for you. You would have blown up just fine doing you, but like they. I, that's how I I'm first sure started seeing that, you. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure of it. I feel, like, I, feel <laughs> but, like, I feel like Nike did a really good job of getting all of us into uh, just like into the industry and getting eyes on us in the beginning. Yeah, they, they made a, it easier. Dude, there's good kids everywhere, dude. You see this? And they yeah. picked like four of us and uh, ran with it. Yeah, of course. But I remember, dude, I remember when I was on, I remember uh, the first time I seen you when they first put Dennis on, I was like, dude, I'm fucked. This kid's <laughs> sick. <laughs> Yeah, right. Remember he did like a triple whip? Yeah, triple whip. <laughs> At the, uh, whatever, Toronto thing? Toronto Jam. Yeah, yeah those are sick. Yeah, if we're going to boost each other's ego up, talk about like <laughs> those beginning trips with you. It was like you, Nigel. I don't even think Spinner got on for a while. I think it was just me, you, no. Nigel in the beginning. And man, you would be... I was... I was a park kid, you know. I rode street with my friends, but I was mainly in the parks. You know, I was just just learning how to bomb handrails. That was kind of yeah, like yeah. how I rode street, like just bomb a handrail. I wasn't. I yeah, you didn't. Feeble Smith was like out of my league at the time. Uh-huh. And then we're in New York, and this watching Garrett ride, I was just like, oh my god, I got to catch up to this guy. Like I've never seen someone <laughs> like some like another young kid this good. Like I want to be that good too. Yeah. And then like trip after trip, I'm just like, dude, I'm not catching him. <laughs> but like I was learning a bunch of stuff because I'm riding with you and seeing this stuff in person, like. That's sick. And and like a few years We're later, I realized each other. We didn't even know. No, yeah. not at all. But the crazy thing is, I feel like a few years later, I I didn't. I realized you weren't just like a good kid. You were better than everybody. So I was like, <laughs> yo, I was getting to like follow this dude know who was about like all that. I was saying boosting, not better than everyone, you know. But like on this level of just changing the game, like when writing on the walls came out, that was like that one video part of the year. 
I think so. Yeah, I think it did. did. I think if so. it did and it got nominated, and we were like kids at the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just thinking you're like this really good kid, but just happened to be like you were like changing the game for the whole sport at the time. Yeah. I know you don't like no one boosting up your ego, but that's a true story. Yeah, I was appreciate that. So, like, pretty huge privilege to be. I don't think my street riding would have progressed like it did without seeing you and Nigel ride in real life on yeah. all those trips. Yeah. And Spinner, too. He helped a lot. Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Spinners, quick turndowns. <laughs> Just kidding, Spinner. Dickhead. We love you. <laughs> Dickhead. I love you, Spinner. Yeah. So um, what shoes are you rocking now? Uh, I'm running uh, this company called The Stray. What is that? I think... They're just like... Uh they're like a kind of like up like a new popping skateboard company. Cool. Are you just buying them? Are they hooking you up? Uh, this dude Angel hooked me up with a couple, but I bought some also. Sick. They're but, yeah. easy. I didn't know what you were running. Yeah, they're just um, they they're really cheap and affordable shoes, and they're fucking really durable. Feel good. Yeah, they're Everything? awesome. Nice. Yeah, I really like them. So you're not you just you're not tripping on it. You're stoked on Red Bull and all the sponsors you got. You're just not. not I mean, it, yeah, I mean, I'm not sweating it. I mean, you. like I said, like there's slim pickings <laughs> out there for shoe companies, and like I was just like, for a minute, I'm like, yeah, maybe things will work out. I'll get on another company, and it wasn't happening. I was like, dude, whatever. Like, don't even sweat yeah. it. Like, I'm so thankful for the fact that I can still do this shit. Like, yeah, you're you're 28 years company, old. You're still like, healthy. Dude, you're, my you're motivation good. goes so much further than getting free shoes. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, are yeah. you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting out resumes for some free shoes. <laughs> like, no way, dude. Like, right. I'm gonna ride if I have to fucking buy bike parts. <laughs> I respect too. You're just wearing like some shoes that you think are dope. Well, yeah. Instead of just like, please sponsor me. Like wearing yeah, like. Dude, I was like, fuck that. Like, I'm not supporting any other company. Like, this is some raw ass shit. The dude's really cool like they're you know like a raw small thing and like i like supporting those small independent up-and-coming companies i think they're raw i think they're full of like people with good ideas and like you know they're gonna be the next things like i like buying that and being like oh, i want to buy nike's like nike doesn't need my fucking money like these dudes do <laughs> yeah them up. what did you say the company was called stray yeah stray kids check that out yeah they're dope they make oh, yeah. really good shoes and they're like 50 bucks a pop nice that's cool. Is uh, you got any other hobbies right now? You know, you you're, you kill it on a skateboard. It's always been a fun little thing you do. Yeah. You got your girlfriend. You got your dogs. Yeah. Um. Right now, the main thing is I've been learning computer, like a bunch of computer stuff. I've never been a computer person, so I've been doing, putting a lot of time into like Illustrator and shit. Since I'm starting to do Deadline. Huh. But yeah. this is um. This is all translating for me to be able to help out with Fiend stuff too. I've so. seen you in uh, That's fun. Montreal. So, you yeah. was working on something. Yeah, with your iPad. I've seen you drawing. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, and I was, was tripping. A bit. I was like, "Yo, you doing art?" I just didn't, I didn't say nothing, to you, but I was just tripping. Like, no, like you make your own designs, or yeah, you're kind of making your own things on your iPad mm-hmm. like that. That's that was dope. the like pre-start of it, but okay. uh, yeah, I think like for me, learning has always been such a negative thing. Going back to like <laughs> being in grade school because. Yeah. Like especially in because you're forced of, to learn things you didn't want to learn yeah, about. Yeah, not interesting you stuff. That you wasn't interested. But in, like so. when you learn programs and those programs are translating into you being able to make things you think look yeah. cool and you can actually start yeah, something you and make like, that. Let me do this, dude. That is like that's an insane feeling. It's just it's the same thing as making a video pod or filming a clip. You yeah. have this idea and then when you make it. You get that same little same like feeling. chase. Like, hey, that was sick, dude. I figured it out. And like, yeah. I don't know. I haven't applied myself in that way in a really long time. I've like pretty much just focused on riding and like working on stuff or like doing shit around my house. Like, wasn't really trying to learn anything. And like, I got a new bug for like learning. It's pretty sick. That's cool. Yeah. A rad new little hobby. Yeah. Hell it's yeah. been a long time since I had something like that. That's cool. And you just been loving it. Yeah. I mean, nice. like I said, it's like sometimes it's super frustrating because it's. It's a learning process. Oh, yeah. didn't you? Uh, but then when you learn it, it's like you get that same little yeah. feeling. 
Didn't you draw that cinema shirt? The cinema tee, the eye on it and stuff? Oh, no, no, I just helped no? out with that, yeah. I yeah. thought you made that. No. That was like, That's cool. That's a rad new thing you're doing then. Yeah. Yeah. You still skating? Uh, a little bit. Uh, the last time I skated was uh, when Devin was in town that one day oh, at yeah? City Heights Park. I broke my board and I just haven't fallen. I, yeah, I I'm one of those people. I just I try not to do too many other hobbies because I'm like, when I do something, I'm kind of full in on yeah, it. So like, hard I'm a liability to myself when I'm on a skateboard. And I skateboard. feel the exact same way. I love I playing love on it. a skateboard or and snowboard, like, but it's like the more I stay away from it, the better my bike riding is going to be. Because I get fucked up on yeah. other shit too. Mm-hmm. So we got that same mindset where we want to do good, at, not even necessarily do good, but get that adrenaline going and learn a new trick. Yeah. <laughs> you want that feeling. It's all about chasing that feeling, man. Definitely. So, what do you got future plans? You know, you're gonna. I know you'll stay involved with riding forever. You're you're a rider, ride or die. But you're gonna keep finding spots and filming forever. You think you're gonna kind of take um, over roles as team manager one day? I'm like, not really sure. Um. Yeah, I mean, my mind changes pretty much every day. Like, I love riding. I'll probably ride as long as I possibly can. But I also, I would like to help out with, like, Fiend more in the future, especially learning that stuff. But uh, I don't know. I feel like it'd be cool to do something outside of BMX when I'm done. Like, I always want to stay inside BMX, but, like, I don't know if I want BMX to be my life, my whole life. Yeah. You know what no, I mean? You've been like, doing it for a long time. I love this shit. I always want to be involved. I always follow it. But I, like, yeah. thinking, I'm like... I don't know if I want to be one of the dudes at the industry, dude, just complaining about shit. Like, <laughs> and I think you have a, you know, you have years ahead of you of still oh, yeah, being yeah. pro. So yeah, it's yeah, like, sure. man, by the time by the time you're done, you're gonna be like two two decades in on being a pro bike rider. You yeah. know, you might be just like, <laughs> that's a lot of BMX to consume. You might, you're always gonna be riding, but yeah, exactly. I'm always gonna enjoy the feeling of riding. But at some point, I'm like, I don't know exactly what I would want to do. I, like, I love animals. Like, maybe I could do something like. My girlfriend was looking at one point and doing something at the zoo. Like, that would be super sick. Like, like what? With, like, working with exotic animals and stuff. Like, taking taking care of them? Mm-hmm. Something like that would be sick. Like, I don't know. Like, what would you do with exotic animals? <laughs> you gotta, like, <laughs> train them, feed them. Oh, cool. All kinds of stuff. Like, it's like, you your job is to make sure this thing. Shit. Like, whatever. Like, you gotta do stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, the shit. Yeah, well, well, with, <laughs> with all that, it starts off, you'd have to, like, start from the ground up. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? You gotta, like have some kind of degree for it or whatever but i don't know that's just off the top of my head just interesting yeah. things that could be like another cool outlet for me or like uh maybe i do something with graphic work or maybe i help out somewhere so i don't know i don't really yeah. think about it like that cause yeah you're still you're middle of your bmx career you got fiend you're bringing deadline back you're still working on video parts yourself going yeah. to contest yeah. Riding all the fans I mean, contest even, next year with me you don't and even, Chad. Like, honestly, you, <laughs> you got really, a lot on your plate. You really don't even have to stress it at this point because like, I could get kicked off all my sponsors and be like, all right, I'm just drive Uber. <laughs> <laughs> it is true. There's <laughs> a bunch of random little jobs. There's like real easy ways to make money just these days. Going. You don't have to be like, oh shit, like, I need to get a college degree Get now. a career. Well, and thankfully for you too, you've had an amazing career and good sponsors that have backed you for so yeah. long and you've done, you good at, done good at so many contests. You were smart. You bought your house. Yeah. So now, you know, some people get themselves in a pickle where if they lost all their sponsors, like, uh oh, mm-hmm. I got a car payment. I'm no, paying so much rent in this condo downtown that I can't afford. Yeah. Uh, uh, I got to go back to school. That's going to cost a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> they start freaking out. But you've set yourself up in a nice way. Like, you know, not to say you're never set up. You, you, there's no, always, never. There's always risk and everything. But of course. Like, shout out for you just being smart with all your yeah, shit. Yeah. And shout out to all the yourself. older dudes I've been around. Like, I remember going to X Games and Van telling me, like, yo, like, 
save that Nike money, dude. I'm telling you, like, it doesn't last forever. I'm telling you, man. Like, I know you're probably not believing me, but I, I believed him. <laughs> I was like, yeah, because I remember seeing Airwalk ads, and that's what he was talking about. He was, <laughs> he was like, yo, when I was on Airwalk, I was getting fucking paid. Sam. And then, you know, that shit just dries up at one point, and it's done, and, you know. You always got to remember, life's pretty long if you're lucky. Yeah, you know, of you course. Gotta, you got to save that money and be smart with everything you got. Yeah, yeah. But uh, another cool thing going off subject with riding is, I feel subject. like, is that, like, we have so much time to, like, figure out what we want to do next. And I think that's one thing that a lot of the pros don't do or don't think about or hopefully they think about, but you should. And I've been thinking about it a lot, and I still haven't figured out exactly what it is, and I'm, like, kind of working on that. But, dude, other people are, like, kicked out of high school, forced to pick their career. Mm. If you're a professional bike rider and you make a living off it, you have a lot of time to figure out yep. what you really like. With traveling, meeting mm-hmm. so many people, mm-hmm. there's so much area to get creative. And like you said, a lot of people get straight out of high school. Their parents don't want them to live there anymore. You, you know, don't know who you like, are when you're 18. Or the parents can't take care of them because you know not everyone's got that step forward where they yeah. can just take some time and figure everything out. It's like, school's done, kid. Yeah, <laughs> kick you out the door and go. Literally, school's mm-hmm. done. You're 18. You don't know who get you a are. Job. Figure your shit out. Get a job. Get these college fucking debts. Like, yeah, you're just forced quick to make a decision. I feel like that's one thing BMX has gave us all is like, what would you really want to do when you're done riding? Yeah, totally. Never. I never really thought about it that way. I just think about the blessing that it is for traveling and meeting all the people. Yeah, yeah. But man, the amount that I've learned through having this huge gap in my life not having to just jump into some job think about what 18 year old dennis would have picked as a job yeah (laughs) (laughs) i'm a race car driver (laughs) selling weed (laughs) doing something crazy i'd be in jail i don't know you go to jail for that christian Christian did (laughs) well dude shout out to everything you've done you keep kicking ass Mm -hmm. i know you're like the most humble guy ever i never i don't really get to Usually I just talk shit to you because I know that's you take that better than a compliment. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. I just always I always looked up to riders who were super humble. So yeah, you, I always appreciate that. Like I felt like when I met like cocky riders, I was just always turned off. I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah, I don't even care if they're good. Like fuck that dude. <laughs> yeah, you're you're almost like you're so humble sometimes that I think kids even think like, dude, you, 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 it's like you don't even know how good you are at riding because you, you like even I was saying earlier about how good you were at street riding, you're like getting pissed off at me because... <laughs> no, you're, no, I was gonna, no, you're not getting mad, but you're like, dude, like... I just, I'm like, I followed this shit for a long time, man. There's a lot of people that deserve a lot of credit and like, I feel like I'm very blessed. A lot of people gave me a lot of credit, but I'm like, yo, there's a whole different world of people that like... Deserve some so shine. close to making it and never made it and like they had a really big part in this shit too and sometimes I just feel like some of those dudes deserve it you know yeah a lot of people don't realize that definitely hell yeah what uh what part are you most proud of would you say mm, fiending fiending yep I love that part that's cool you said that think, I would think you'd say deadline just cause that's like the, no, the long one that mm-hmm. you worked on forever but damn you know, fiending I was, love fiending I feel like fiending was just like how I ride like, it, that was me filming on like what was it like one trip and like around San Diego, like within like eight, nine months? Yeah, it turned you know out I mean? really and it's good. It's like that's how I felt like we were like, you know, we were working on a video, but it was like I felt like that was just what was going on. And like, deadline like was too much anticipation that it was just like, bro, we can't fucking 
We can't yeah. make anything sick enough for these kids. Like, right. Like, you can film the best shit you can in a year. <laughs> you film for five years, it's just like, at some point, everything just gets old, and you're like, fuck. People are expecting, like, double trucks up five stairs. Like, like what have they done in the five years? Yeah, like, like, we didn't you know, do Oh, he fakey whipped up a four block. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, there's only so much you can do. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um... Anything else you got going on you want to talk about? I think a lot of people are stoked to just hear from you. You know, mm. is this your first podcast? I think so. Dude, thank you. Yeah, Hell yeah. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, we've been we've been homies forever. I know a lot about you, but I, I, uh, I when I first started doing this podcast like five months ago, I always ask kids and people whoever follows me on Instagram like who they want to see, and your name comes up most. So that's sick. Shout out to the kids. Yeah, shout out yeah, to I'm, the kids. I'm pretty I'm pretty shy person, so I don't really like. I don't know. I feel like every like I don't know. I don't really think I'm that important, so I don't feel like I have anything I have to say. And when you come on interviews too, people are just kind of jock on you the whole time, which I'm sure yeah, you're just yeah. like, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Like, how many compliments do you want? Yeah. In one interview. Oh, uh, let's see if we can grow this kid's ego. <laughs> yeah, it turn cocky overnight. It does the opposite for you. It makes you not want to do interviews. So thanks for coming on. Yeah, uh, no worries. Anyone you want to shout out? Anyone that killing it out Bro, there um, when, when's the fiend part drop in like anything you want people to know loose dates don't know okay <laughs> just still working stay, stay waiting kids that's good um shout out to uh my family all my friends and my sponsors man hell yeah garrett everyone taking care of me over the years dealing with all my shit you guys are the best you're the man garrett thanks hell for coming by chad thanks for sitting in me garrett and chad are gonna okay. go get a, we're gonna go get a yeah. session in right now a little late night session and uh you can find us anywhere out in SD, riding the parks, hanging out. Are you going to build a park in your backyard? I'm still working on it. I've been busy with deadline shit at the moment. <laughs> Garrett might build a park in the backyard. Hopefully. But for now, he's going to be fucking up his front yard ledge, all the skate parks in SD. I haven't hit that one. <laughs> <laughs> I and, the skate park uh, too close. Working on his next fiend park? Yep. Anything else you're working on or just focusing on that? Uh, just that for right now. Stay tuned. It's going to be crazy. Thank you, Garrett, for coming yeah, on. No worries. Thanks for having me. Unclicked. See you guys next week. Peace. Hope that was good. You!